This week's episode of Laser Time is brought to you by Audible, and you listeners can go to audibletrial.com slash lasertime and get started with a free 30-day trial of Audible. Look at that pointy-haired girl. Uh, It's laser time, and that is a reference to a show that we'll be talking about here on the Internet's 17th leading pop culture show. (laughs) We're sliding on down after the fart episode. Um, That's a better one. Hey, Diana's here. Hold on. Let's introduce ourselves. If you don't know what laser time is, uh, we usually riff on a pop culture topic, do a bunch of research, and get you a bunch of fun sounds. Today is a very, very, very special episode, and we're going to do our best not to retread any ground with one of our favorite topics in the universe. I am uh, I'm Chris Antista. Who else do we have with us? Henry Gilbert. Uh, hey, hey, I'm talking crusty. Uh, Bob Mackie, give me your money. Give me your money. <laughs> That's a super deep cut. Let me know if you got that one. Uh, and who else? I'm embiggened Diana Goodman. Hey, and Diana, did you enjoy our fart episode from last week? You know, I did. I'm just really glad I didn't listen to it in the car where anyone could hear me. Oh. Just, just me and my headphones walking the dog and going like... <laughs> Oh, God. Oh, uh, and, no. that, that, and I have to give credit because I didn't do it in the previous episode. Uh, the Simpsons was one of the first places I heard acknowledged fart jokes. Nobody expressly farted, but they said the word fart before I heard. I saw any other show do that. That other than like a like rated R half rape film like Revenge of the Nerds. Yes. Um, yeah. That was why was, the Simpsons uh, it could have corrupted all children, as many people exactly. predicted in the late eighties. <laughs> Bobble, that was uncalled for. Mm. Bravo! Well done, old man. That's, that's Radio <laughs> Bart, right? Yeah, yes. it's Radio yeah. Bart, one of my favorite episodes from the third season. Yeah. Third season, yeah. I feel like yeah. there's a very specific rule that you can't say the word fart on television. I think there was. Because I remember they tested, on Mythbusters, they ten- tested a bunch of gas-related things, mm-hmm. and they had to call it Flattus, and they addressed that we're not allowed to give it the more that's common weird. name. We're going wow. to call it Flattus. It's more of a TV-14 move. It was it was one of those things I talked about in our the previous fart episode that it seemed like there was an unspoken rule that you couldn't say or do this, but nobody was regulating it and it wasn't written down, but no one was willing to break those barriers, but the Simpsons did a ton of it in the, this episode I'll loosely title Simpsons did it Simpsons did it Simpsons did it but <laughs> yeah. not really like uh, basically I wanted to talk about the legacy of the Simpsons and life without the Simpsons but it, to help plug my boys Henry um, and Bob who just embarked on a new Patreon endeavor that's right uh, which Woo. is what the new Talking Simpsons Patreon uh, Henry and I gave up the soul sucking corporate life yes. for uh <laughs> For the sake of all you great listeners out there, we've got so much great stuff happening on there. We're going to be doing Talking Critic if we meet our goal. Uh, We're going to be doing other animation podcasts if we meet that goal. But we're really just trying to make something that's self-sustaining out of Talking Simpsons. And not not to interfere with Chris's own operation. And it wasn't, not to make it sound like that, it's just that Laser Time does have its own Patreon. You supported it, you launched Talking Simpsons. But the operation can't support three people, let alone four. Yes. And... And I, I personally can't embark on any new shows. Mm-hmm. I can't be so, on them. I can't help produce them. Uh, like so we not on a regular promise basis. Promise you to make new stuff. And it just was simpler to start patreon.com slash talking Simpsons, where a ton of new stuff is already live. Yeah. I, I think of this as our leftorium that Bob <laughs> and I, much like Flanders, left the noose of ca- you pharmaceuticals try. to start up his own leftorium. Bob and I have quit horrible editorial about <laughs> video games to. <laughs> 
devote ourselves to our true love left-handed thing no i mean simpson as long as it's not as it's not like as long as it's not like homer going to the bowling alley work and having oh, that yes. all yeah. fall away and uh, we, i guess we could be pin monkeys briefly yeah but then one of well somebody's got to get pregnant for that to fall it's not awesome be me. you have to try uh you can go to patreon.com slash talking simpson check that out there's an article on lasertimepodcast.com you guys were on bonus time last week teasing it you'll be on bonus time this week uh, to talk more about it and mm-hmm. shed some light on what what's happening, and hopefully celebrate, um, celebrate, celebrate tons celebrate. of success, all yes. the tens of Yay. thousands of dollars. I, and I beg of get. you, if you have to pick one or the other, I understand, oh, but maybe Chris. try and uh, spread it around. Yeah, spread it around. Um, yeah, and we uh, do need your support. And, and just the idea that we've done how a hundred? I think we're coming up on a hundred episodes of Talking Simpsons. hundred Talking Simpsons total. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Well, Laser Time's approaching three hundred. Wow. And at the 100th episode, we did an episode called Simpsons That's Reference. That's right. And we did that because we never talked in a prolonged way about the Simpsons, talked about our favorite seasons or how it influenced us. But I say it all the time in Talking Simpsons, we have lines that are just shorthand that are meaningless to anybody else who speaks English, <laughs> but just immediately describe something um, in, in Simpsons terms. Like, it's, yeah. how, it's how much the show influenced us. I am also discovering, though, that people who do like us, like our show, and are willing to listen to Talking Simpsons do not... Some people don't actually love The Simpsons. And that, to me, just seems weird. Mm. Be, yeah, but I, I, mean, I do understand if, if you're a little younger... You don't understand the oasis that Simpsons offered in a, in a sea of terrible television. If you don't like at least one element of The Simpsons, I think the world has failed you in some way. Yes, and, and more than... And, and, <laughs> You're being and, robbed and, of and something. It's not that they say, I hate The Simpsons. It's just like, I wish they'd do the same for Futurama. And like to, the, to me, that's mystifying at first, but I get it. Like If you're 10 years younger, I understand how you could see more of that show. The Simpsons... Didn't run on show. cable for fucking in, until like the last two, three years. Yeah, yeah, I mean, someday I do think we'll we'll absolutely do Futurama. Sure, that's gonna happen. It's inevitable. But, yeah, but that is farther off. Like Futurama is basically season nine of The Simpsons from another universe. Yeah. Like so, but and we're just already in season five, mm-hmm. and, and we're just enjoying the salad days of The Simpsons while they while we got them. You yeah. Know? And yeah. we're we are about to hit the hundredth episode of The Simpsons, but we've done so many other extra ones. I that think we've it's my favorite 100. episode. Sweet Seymour Skinner, not that. No, song. no, no. It's the ninety eighth. Then yes. that's in my top five. I Bart think. gets an elephant for sure, <laughs> which is which is this week. But you'll get it early if you're a Talking Simpsons. Yeah, patron. that's right. I forgot, uh, we forgot to mention if you give to the Patreon, uh, Patreon.com/slash/TalkingSimpsons, you get every episode. A week ahead of time with no ads. Mm. And what do we have up front, Henry, just for people on the first week? Well, Bark Gets an Elephant went up at the very early. And then on Tuesday, when Bark Gets an Elephant will be going in the iTunes and other pod, regular podcast feeds, mm. Burns' is Air will be going live right then. So you'll already get those two episodes ahead of time. Then on top of that, we have the second episode of Talking Critic, uh, just as a proof that we're still going to do it, as a preview of what we could do if we hit that first goal. And an interview with Paul Provenzano, who, if you never heard, of him he was the executive producer on many early simpsons video games including bart versus juggernaut uh, bart's nightmare virtual springfield as well as a bunch of other classic licensed games of the 90s and he tells us some really interesting stories it was he great was, he was yeah. a really awesome dude to get on the phone That's yes cool. up front yes. hours of entertainment up front and, oh and a video at the ten dollar level of the extra premium thing a video commentary of me bob and chris watching the original footage of yep. the failed pilot of the simpsons we've been recording a lot lately yes. we have we have it's been really fun though but what i wanted to focus oh, even on even i haven't seen that yeah it's it's oh. it's like it's one of those Just things Fox is really yeah, litigious yeah. about taking down, but we hopefully put it up. We can compare it to the how the footage actually came out. We can pause it and do commentary on these super weird models mm. because it's important to remember at that point 
Nobody knew what a primetime animated show should look like because mm-hmm. it didn't really exist. They, uh, not uh, since uh, the Flintstones. And that's, and that's what this episode is about. Is about talking uh, about, it, like, if you don't love The Simpsons, I want to talk to you about why it was important for not only television, not only animation, not only cable, not only network. It's just insane how many things that wouldn't have happened without The Simpsons. And to emphasize that, I have done, I have written a shitty industrial short uh, a la the uh, the Zinc uh, parody that the Simpsons did I don't know why I've seen so many of these hopefully you'll have the context uh, does everybody have their script up we can go into it yes I'm so tired of yellow characters vaporwave and sexy flander memes I just wish the Simpsons never existed well if that's the way you want it here you go Fine. Okay. Uh, could you leave me alone now, industrial cartoon spokesman? I'm gonna go watch Family Guy. Nope. Without the Simpsons, the Fox Network didn't have a chance to succeed. Married with Children and Joan Rivers just weren't enough to sustain a fourth network. It needed a big breakout hit, something that would capture the attention of the entire world. The Simpsons provided that, and without it, who knows if Fox would even exist. You're saying you hate Family Guy? Oh, shucks. We could debate all day whether or not the Griffin family ripped off The Simpsons. However, without The Simpsons, there might not have been an animated template for a major network animated sitcom. Nor an audience with a desire to see one. Or even a network interested in airing one. I can watch Futurama. No, Simpsons! South Park. No, Simpsons! Rugrats? No, Simpsons! Can I play Die Hard Trilogy? No, Simpsons! Can I eat Butterfinger Babies? No, Simpsons! I can just watch the FXX Network, right? No, Simpsons! None of that exists without the Simpsons, I'm afraid. But there's plenty of Flintstone chewable vitamins to be had, and a whole mess of one-season Hanna-Barbera shows from the 1970s to enjoy while you do it. Oh, God, what have I done? I don't want to live in a world without The Simpsons. Come back, Simpsons. Come back. Wake up, honey. Oh, God, I had a nightmare The Simpsons never existed. Oh, that's silly. Hey, since we're up, you want to watch some King of the Hill before Adult Swim kicks over to Cartoon Network? King of the Hill exists? Thank the Lord we live in a world with the Simpsons. <laughs> well, I hope you enjoyed that, yeah, 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 that was idiotic great. little play, and I hope you have any context for industrial shorts if you're under That's 20. Kind of but a, the thesis of the show, it though, is. Uh, but basically all the things that couldn't have happened without the Simpsons, yes. and uh, its far-reaching influence on it, the world itself. It really is, and that, yeah. that includes some of you understanding a reference to the industrial short where someone wishes away yes. something important. <laughs> Zing, uh-huh. come back, Zing! <laughs> Yes. No springs. No, sp- that's a no springs reference if you really want to know. But we will get into exactly what we're talking about when we get back from this short break. Commercial alert. Put the VCR on pause. Thank you so much for listening, everybody. Obviously, it's a great week to tell you that this show is brought to you by Audible, the Internet's leading home for audiobooks, uh, spoken stuff, all of which you can listen to on your desktop, your iPhones, your Kindle, whatever you can plug headphones in to Audible is there. And obviously, they got their bestsellers there. You got your Harry Potters and all that stuff. But I did want to recommend 
I have to, since we're talking all about The Simpsons this week. There's a ton of great books about The Simpsons there, uh, read by the authors. There's even a Planet Simpson, how a cartoon masterpiece defined a generation by Chris Turner. Obviously, that's something I can easily recommend given the subject of today's podcast. However, part of this was to let people who don't like The Simpsons know what its impact was. And uh, how about a cartoon we didn't mention that was, you know, probably influenced by The Simpsons. It came in the wake of it. Dr. Katz. Audible is now home to a lot of original programming, and the brand new Dr. Cat series is exclusive to Audible. And if you'd like to try it out for yourself, you can go to audibletrial.com slash lasertime and listen to that for free for an entire month. If you like the service, you can stay on board. Obviously, we do. We recommend it all the time, and so do a lot of our listeners. Once again, that is audibletrial.com slash lasertime, and you can get a free 30-day trial of the Audible service and a free audiobook download. I'm going to go get that Dr. Cats right now. You like Laser Time shows? Then you might like Bonus Time, Laser Time's weekly bonus show exclusively on patreon.com slash laser time. Here's a taste of what you've been missing. <laughs> I mentioned it before a lot on Laser Time, but the uh, the Gilbert Gottfried podcast was a great one with Adam West, and I feel oh like my God, I gotta listen. once you do that podcast, you're safe to die. Just yeah. like we need to extract all the stories from you, mm-hmm. and then Put you're the safe to go. Put the specter of death on you. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's... I mean, uh, Gilbert Gottfried is sort of the uh, the newer, less horny, less self obsessed Howard Stern, where he's like, I'm gonna ask this 90 year old man about his dick and who yeah. he fucks and things like it's... that. It's so great. That- Get bonus time, Laser Time's weekly, full-length, uncensored, and ad-free Patreon-exclusive podcast, as well as full-length movie commentaries, wrestling and cartoon video commentaries, the first season of Talking Simpson, and more at patreon.com slash lasertime, starting at just five bucks. You'll help us live, and we'll do our best to help you never be bored again. Laser Time, second segment. Coming back in with uh, Do the Bartman, without which I never would have bought a CD, maybe? It wow. was my first. It was wow. my first. It was, it was my first tape. It was I my second CD. Cassette, yeah. yeah, I think my sister's first cassette was The Simpsons Sing the Blues, mm-hmm. so that I listened to that through her. Yeah, Simpsons Sing the Blues, uh, a very bizarre album that I'm just so happy exists. And we did a whole episode about it on Laser Time really early, early on, really where we have a little listening party with that. Not only that, but the hyper-buried follow-up album, yeah. the Yellow Album. I love that one, oh, where you guys God. just tapping out left and right. It's of like, I can't listen to this. So if you want to know, we thought of The Simpsons back in our early 30s, late 20s. Give a <laughs> listen to that. Uh, but yeah, yeah we want... No, but, I mean, you mentioned, though, that like mm-hmm. people are younger than us. Like, all right, we're... 30s people. Some of us are but, in 30s, I am. Well, some of us are in our 30s. Some of us know that 80 is the new 30. Um, but, like, the idea that, my God, they've been on for so long mm-hmm. that you, you're you a full-blown adult and you can't remember a time when there was no Simpsons. Mm-hmm. Yes, I think that all you have to do is be, I think, yeah, like, eight like, years younger than me. It was a It was a punch in the gut to work with people who were, like, to find out they are Simpsons fans and then, like, to realize, like, no, you're younger than Simpsons. You can't be a Simpsons fan like yeah. me. I can't. I I was, by the way, I will totally admit, I was that shitty dude. <laughs> it, at uh, 26, I was working at the video store in, in Berkeley, 
with this young woman who was like this cool punk lesbian girl who knew all this cool music stuff. But then she had a very direct quote to a line of The Simpsons, like, only a super fan would know that. And then when I say I was the dick, I was just like, I then decided I had to test her because, like, are you a real no. Simpsons You're fan? You're not like, a real fan. I, I know I was wrong, and I deeply regret it. I'm apologizing well, to everybody here. But so, Would you have done that if she were a dude? I wouldn't. But I, she, think, I, think, I, think, I think I would have. We, we would go on road trips with... The, this dumb Simpsons trivia game throw out the board and the pieces and just read off the cards like that's what we did increase our yeah, knowledge I mean Simpsons. whenever I meet someone that's in their 20s I do the equation like what season were you born yes, during yeah. and I met people that were born during season 5 and 6 I'm like you don't even you're not real yeah. and, and also when I was teaching college writing classes a decade ago wow. I would use the Simpsons as like a, a text to, to write about because it's more fun than any other shit you can watch in class mm-hmm. but I got the feeling even then even 10 years ago the kids were just like the, really the Simpsons like <laughs> It's not there's cool anymore. There's nothing to compare it to. Yeah. There's, there's nothing no... to compare it to. There hasn't been a show on so long that you get bored with it except like soap operas. Yeah, I'm tr- I, think, show. I think someone was saying that like Fox is keeping it on the air so it can break every record of every show. But it just it, like five years ago, it broke the record of longest scripted. Uh, longest running scripted show it beat Gunsmoke a show we all know and remember it beat, um, it beat Gunsmoke in years not yeah. episodes and the one stipulation oh. is English language program we That's talked true. about Saze-san on an episode of Talking Simpsons it was, has been running since 1969 it will never come out on any form of media because of the author's request so good luck Simpsons you've got 30 more years but it's been renewed for a 29th and 30th season bringing it to a total of over 660 episodes wow. that Jesus. I believe that when FXX eventually will air another marathon it will run for 14 days straight uh, with commercials. I, I just saw a tweet from showrunner Al Jean mm-hmm. showing that they were about to do the script read for the 634th episode. Wow. Like, that's in, like that's how much it's been in production. It's, it's incredible. And, and one thing I just brought up just for this, just for the shit of it, because it's a it's a great show, and I heard you bring it up while I was in the bathroom, and it oh. just made me think of something. The Simpsons is not only an awesome show. You can enjoy uh, episodes made today. You can enjoy episodes made 25 years ago. You brought up uh, a really good show. We talked about it, I think, for the first time in Laser Time's episode about games that or shows that followed the Super Bowl. Mm. And this was one of my personal favorite shows that followed the Super Bowl, which also includes Family Guy and fucking Lassie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what would you do if I sang? So this is this is the Wonder Years, oh, yes. the immortal Joe Cocker theme song. But what it was was a nostalgic look for my parents, mm. through, <laughs> but through someone my age, so we both could enjoy it. But it was a nostalgic look of a sh- of another time. The show aired in 1988 and looked back at, I want to say, 1969. Yeah, if this, so that, if this had aired today, it would be about 1997. So yeah. we don't need that because The Simpsons exist. The Simpsons <laughs> exist not just as a classic yeah. show, but as a form of nostalgia that we can go back and look at what the world looked like 20 years ago. And I just tried to put that in context for nostalgic shows other people have That's liked true. in history. Um, what did I... Oh, stop it, Joe. Don't stop, Joe. Um, so Love Joe. Yeah, that aired in 1988, about, a, like, what, 19 years ago? Mm-hmm. Uh, that 70s show aired, started airing in 1998, took place in 76. The Simpsons has existed for a longer oh, period wow. than that was reflecting upon. Wow. Yeah, uh, MASH began airing in 1972. It's the Korean War, right? Yeah. They didn't want to set it in years. Vietnam. Yeah, it's 20 years after the, the Simpsons Cur- extends back longer than that. So we can, you, can, you have multiple seasons to, oh you have as many God. seasons to enjoy of The Simpsons as there is a gap between yeah. MASH's t- uh, timeline and airing. It's getting close. It's now 30 years from when The Simpsons first premiered mm-hmm. on Tracy Ullman. Mm-hmm. And I think when 
Mad Men premiered, it was like it was a difference of forty-ish years. That so means, it's yeah. getting close to even that level. I'm, I'm, I, on the side note, I'm just glad that succeeded because I don't have fucking nostalgia for the '60s until mm-hmm. I saw Mad Men and like, yeah. oh yeah. man, that, what a yeah. time to be alive! I did want to ask, what a time happy. to be white and a man. This yeah. is awesome. <laughs> I did want to ask though. Uh, I feel like we're all kind of lap Simpsons viewers, mm-hmm. and uh, maybe Chris mm-hmm. watches it more than us. I'm trying to yep. dip back into the newer episodes, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. when did you pull out mine? I stayed every. I missed one episode, Itchy and Scratchy Land, every mm-hmm. Sunday night or Thursday night I saw every episode new until season 19 on the 19. night it aired yeah wow no and I pulled out right before the HD era began so I, I missed like eight years mine would have been uh let's see you know what I think it was the start of season 13 I mm, think it was so really I, well didn't stay for the uh kind I, of small upswing no because I it was the it felt like the last episode, and Homer even says this This should be the last season, oh. about the um, VH1 Behind the Music episode, uh, yes. Behind oh, the yeah. Laughter. Yeah, Behind the and, Laughter. I thought the Frank really Grimes was... episode should have been the last episode. I remember yeah, seeing it, and I found one. it displeasing. Yes. I thought they were they were flipping me the finger, and it was great to talk to uh, Bill Oakley about like mm-hmm. how that was... They were just they were trying to make the joke of what the Simpsons had become. But uh, but behind the laughter was really like a smash the format. It's just mm-hmm. like this is a TV show starring actors. Yeah. This ever nothing counts. Whatever. And it was and it was also I believe it was production wise the last one of Mike Scully. I think it was. Yeah. And Which so, I will say if yeah. you like Family Guy, mm-hmm. they do a lot of like almost one or two per season stunt episodes or where they're Ooh, telling yes, stories. Yeah. That yeah. is. Some, I don't know if another show did that, Treehouse of Horror, where like this episode is non-canonical and just a weird special mm-hmm. uh, that occurred. Yep. And yeah. See, I haven't checked out. Yeah, Are you still watch. I'm still look. I was a Day Zero viewer. Me too. I was, <laughs> I was a Tracy Ullman show viewer. Oh, mm-hmm. I don't go back that far. There, there was a year where I couldn't watch it because I didn't have a TV and I was out of the country. I see. I came back and caught up on all those episodes in syndication, and I've kept going. Wow. I am staying to the bitter end wow but Uh, honestly and yes there have been some some definite down swings here and there there was a couple real bad episodes this season but usually get at least a chuckle out of it i feel like i'm not wasting my time and i am i'm in it for the long haul (laughs) i'll watch about one episode a season to check and that's how i've been doing the last five years the um i checked out the jockey episode and for reasons at this point i can't remember why Mm. but i remember that episode like that that made me mad. That was. It didn't make me mad. It made me dissatisfied. Like, yeah. why am I still watching this I, show? I was <laughs> less excited to record stuff mm-hmm. after the two episodes. I jockey episode wasn't great, mm-hmm. but especially because they even it was one of the first times they truly embodied. They made comic book guy the fan, the bad fan who would mm-hmm. point out they'd done a horse episode before and say worst mm-hmm. episode ever. Right. But the one that really I really hated, but still recorded. The two I really hated was when they it was them trying to be cool with kid with kid friendly guests. They're like, we got Kid Rock. Like you don't give a shit about Kid Rock. <laughs> Why'd you have Kid Rock I, in here? Or they had fucking in sync on. I was like, well, Fuck all right, you. rewind a bit. I don't okay, know how sorry, we got sorry, here sorry, without, yeah. without we skipped past the entire origin of the show. That was my fault. Mm-hmm. Because, but it was just interesting to bring up. There's all these templates you can say. Uh, I, I think it's unfair that all the you ripped off the Simpsons. Like that wouldn't matter if the Simpsons weren't still on the air. Yes, because yeah. every show borrows a little inspiration. Mm-hmm from another show but yeah. it's usually not still being forced in front of you at the same time if Seinfeld was still on the air and people were yeah. like well this comedian always show, sunny Louis- in Philadelphia is totally ripping off Seinfeld these people are detestable these three white guys and a lady Louie <laughs> is totally ripping off Seinfeld but yeah. this cuts to a comedian and inspiration is an acceptable thing but since The Simpsons is on people get labeled with ripoffs I don't think that's fair mm-hmm. because it was the first show to do cutaways and uh, one-off Treehouse of Horror episodes and 
in, I, I I don't want to get into it that much right now, but like the what Family Guy does and Futurama, uh, like just boldface parodies that mm-hmm. you couldn't do in a modern sitcom. Yeah, The Simpsons is even credited with uh, the show that slowly, very slowly, killed the laugh track. <laughs> there is not a comedy on television in 1989 without a studio, uh, either a real studio audience mm-hmm. or some. Or a, a sound effect telling you when to laugh, and the Simpsons, True. and because of that, the Simpsons didn't pause. It's tight as shit. It moves on very quickly. Yeah. And as a little kid, it was transfixing. But we got to bring you back to a world without the Simpsons. No Simpsons, uh, and that of course means we have to talk about this goddamn show. I'm li- I'm lightning on this a little bit. Yeah. Very hummable, and I, I've been very harsh on The Simpsons, it, or The Flintstones. It doesn't hold up very well. I will say, though, the DC comic that just ended is one of the best things of the year. That's great, yeah. It's oh. fantastic. Uh, but it's weird. When we were growing up, we grew up right... Like, we were Day Zero Simpsons fans, and only comparison you had was The Flintstones. Mm. Yeah. Because that was the only animated show you could possibly compare it to. And The Simpsons have been on so long, nobody brings this show up anymore. But the first three years, they yeah. did, every time, in every well, yeah, news Yeah, because it was the only other... This mm-hmm. was a primetime show. Yes. I mean, we're used to thinking of, oh, it's a kid's show, it's on after school, mm-hmm. or it's Saturday morning. No, this used to run in primetime. Yeah. And that's, that's yeah. the weird thing about it, because I, I was... I, I love reading about the history of animation. Hanna-Barbera, uh, Hanna-Joseph, William Hanna and Joseph Barbera, who made their bones making Tom and Jerry cartoons. Very, very beautifully made cartoons. One, all the best Tom and Jerry's were by those times. Really good. And they wanted to branch out and bring animation to other places. And the only way they could do that is make it cheaper and, you know, kind of lower the writing and mm-hmm. yeah, uh, it was all lower the cheap, quality of animation. The, then if you compared it to, not the writing, but the animation quality of things like Rocky and Bullwinkle, yes. Hanna-Barbera yeah. actually looks slightly it does, better. Yeah. Yeah. There are things that look worse, but I, I think my distaste for this comes from just being inundated with this wave of boomer nostalgia yeah. shit in the 90s. <laughs> People trying to tell me things were good that clearly weren't, but they were celebrating them. I didn't know why, but with the Flintstones, like visually, the Simpsons are kind of have Flintstones DNA baked totally. into them with like the pearls and the beard outline mm-hmm. and things mm-hmm. like that, so I feel like yeah. visually, the Simpsons are a Flintstones reference in some ways. Grading knew he was going for Flintstones big yeah. time when he made them when he designed them because he he didn't want to give up his original creation so he just drew a family and and so the family sitcom dynamic works perfectly with the Flintstones yeah. and it was uh, but but the Flintstones was aimed at children like they weren't going to say the well that's, no, there were no dirty sitcoms in that's, the 60s that's though, the bummer anyway. that William Hanna and Joseph Barbera explain is that when they made Tom and Jerry they're making it for everybody it's why Tom mm-hmm. smokes and they drink <laughs> and they hit each other and there's a lot of ethnic humor I mean it's, oh, yes. it's supposed it's, yeah. it's supposed to be something that go, like occasionally goes over a kid or an adult's head or a kid's head but the adult will get it too mm-hmm. when they started making shows for television it was just kids it, mm-hmm. the only people who would and I think I don't know exactly how that started. I think Ricochet Rabbit being the first one mm. that I think the cart- like old theatrical cartoons were becoming so popular with children that only only products aimed at children were willing to sponsor these shows. Mm. And of course, mm. that's why we have the Simpsons smoking or the Flintstones smoking commercial <laughs> because William and Joseph Barbera said they missed aiming a sh- aiming their product at everybody. I and that's to... and that's why they embarked on that's <laughs> a little dog squeaking a toy. Yeah, Great. Yeah, right. yeah, I was going to ask Hannah Barbera sound up. effect. Uh, but it, I was going to say, say uh, I think in the final year or years of the Flintstones, they actually moved it to Saturday morning. So that's yeah. what happened is that yeah. it, it premiered. It did very well. It premiered in 1960, ran for uh, six seasons, but they eventually busted it down to Saturday morning with all the other cartoons. Because in 
with years of hindsight, it is indistinguishable from those Saturday morning cartoons. You could not air The Simpsons alongside Muppet Babies without getting letters. Uh, but but the Flintstones easily fit in, and it's again, it has all those milestones of like implying sex to have a baby, a couple sleeping in a bed in one bed for yeah. the first mm-hmm. time ever, and I can't believe I have any memories of that fucking Nick at night. Just a husband and wife going to bed and pulling uh, yeah. separate lamps separated yeah. by three feet. The birth like, of Pebbles was like a TV event. It was. Just like the birth of uh, Little Ricky, which I think this, that was like a, a reference to. Mm-hmm. Or yeah, a they were just of. doing it because yeah. it did so well for I Love Lucy. Mm-hmm. And well, but then in the show, they, they ran out of ideas mm-hmm. much faster than people could say The Simpsons ran out of ideas. Like they, they added the Great Gazoo in like the third year. Yeah. Yeah. And, but that's I, the Flintstones is not the only primetime animated show before The Simpsons. Mm-hmm. However, it is. The only successful one. Yeah. Everything yeah. else, in in hindsight, was a huge failure, except yeah. for one. Except for one, and this is a, I, I, maybe someday we can do this uh, in an, another laser time. But this might be the most long running show of all time because uh, this is what it looked like in 1960. Oh yeah. This folks is a Warner Brothers television production. The Bugs Bunny Show. Because the cartoons are four years old, <laughs> and that and that's it is cheating because yeah. these are repackaged night cartoons from the 1930s and 40s. The Bugs Bunny Show, later the Bugs Bunny Tweety Show, the Bugs Bunny Roadrunner Show. It it aired and but it got busted down relatively quickly. It was on the air for two years in 19, starting in 1960. Out of um, all the uh, packages that were sold in this mm-hmm. format, I, I think I like this one the least because really? there were too many. Like I like the TNT TBS packages because mm-hmm. they had the crazier 40s cartoons. These were all like the very safe, very formulaic Chuck Jones stuff. Like yeah, the lots of Tweety. I, I thought it was, was lots of Roadrunner. I thought it was separate because they had like remember there was a couple cartoons with like. Hatfield McCoy hillbillies. Yeah, and, and they had right. and, and the Bugs Bunny show had those exclusively. You couldn't see those anywhere but Saturday morning. Mm-hmm. Well, these were also that was such a freeling opening. Mm-hmm. Like they, mm-hmm. it was a lot of the frizz stuff in there, which I I'm less of a frizz fan, and that is why like TNT had the Chuck Jones and Tex Avery mm-hmm. tunes, which yeah, were Mc, much and, um, crazier and violent. Bob Clampett and stuff and like Clampett that. Too. Yeah, yeah. The, the Flintstones was at the time a breakout success, and everybody tried to repeat that formula. I think the mm-hmm. first people to do it were the Gerald McBoing. Boing Show, which again was oh, a repackaging right. of UPA yeah. shorts. Rocky and Bullwinkle tried it. I think they eventually got busted down to afternoon. Uh, the mm-hmm. Jetsons, we were talking about it beforehand. The Jetsons, you think of it as like the second crown jewel in the Hanna-Barbera show um, tiara, but it's like this is the Jetsons was a one season show and canceled the shit out of. Yeah. And then wow. the 80s, they made. 90 more episodes yeah um, I wanted to talk about the uh, Flintstones movie really quick I know we nah. passed the Flintstones but it always annoyed me as a kid because people acted as if this has to happen yeah. John Goodman has to be Fred Flintstone <laughs> it is written in the stars we have to make this movie it was the same way I was about Patrick Stewart playing Professor Xavier and, and I got it did Steven Spielberg direct the Flintstones Steven movie? Spielrock so, okay different he, guy he, he, he pr- produced it produced Okay, it. it wouldn't have happened without Spielrock getting Ugh. things done but, <laughs> so stupid uh, so that's part of why I hate the Flintstones besides just Bad puns. Lots and lots of bad puns. Particularly funny. And it was a cartoon with a laugh track. And even as a tiny kid, I was like, this this isn't right. (laughs) That was the Hanna-Barbera special, though. Wilma! (laughs) Is that funny, Fred? 
Fred, that's not funny. Well, especially yeah. when I would say a third of every Flintstones episode is Fred and Barney laughing at their own jokes themselves. Yeah. <laughs> Fred, that's right, Barney. I mean, that's oh, there. What do you think's going to build the wall, Bon? <laughs> that's, I mean, it's there for two reasons. One, to tell dumb people when to laugh. Two, so they can freeze on one drawing for three yeah. seconds. Yeah. Yeah, very, very cheap show. But again, the style of the show I like. And again, that new comic is astounding. It's yes. one of the most funny political things I've ever read. And it yeah. shows that they're... Maybe the Simpsons or the Flintstones did do that for people back then. I don't think it held up very well. And yes, what infuriates me about it is that we grew up with our parents' nostalgia forced... Force-fed our parents' nostalgia. Yes. Mm-hmm. In the form of movies and... We, we'll we get into that as well in this episode. We did a later time about animated mascots that had bizarre longevity promoting products. There, I, I still see on Cartoon Network commercials for Fruity and Cocoa and Cinnamon Pebbles. <laughs> mm-hmm. Gross. It's illegal. Uh, and they still have the Flintstones on it, but they don't mention the Flintstones. They mm-hmm. lightly do an instrumental of the Flintstones theme song because kids don't know who the fuck these yeah. people are. I think yeah. the brand is dead enough they were allowed to make that weird-ass comic. Yeah. They couldn't have made that comic 20 years ago. Yeah, probably well, not because Seth MacFarlane tried to reboot it and yeah. it didn't work. Who's the most prominent guy in TV animation? It didn't How happen. How did he not do it? Same with Dana Gould tried to yeah. make a Jetson show. I never heard that till we saw him host a Venture Brothers yes. panel. But we'll he, say that. Sa- it sounds him. amazing. Someday I want to talk to him about it. But uh, the Flintstones was absolutely the only successful one. In between that, you get shit like uh, repackages of cartoons. Albert the Chipmunks had an unsuccessful one-season 1960 show. Mm. But it had animated interstitials with like a lot of musical numbers that incorporated mm-hmm. reused animation. So it's not like the Flintstones. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Jetsons counts. Rocky and Bullwinkle, for some reason, some people don't count because it is a packaging of shorts. Huh. It's not always Rocky and Bullwinkle. Right. I think it does count, but yeah. they did count. Yeah. They did shuffle them around. Yeah, well, it's basically eight minutes of Rocky and Bullwinkle, yeah. and then the other two thirds were just other shorts. Yeah, and, and infuriatingly, it would fit in so well mm-hmm. in a Netflix binge watching world because it's like one of the only cartoons that's like next time will yeah. will Rocky and Bullwinkle mm-hmm. dine? It is really written like a radio show. Yeah, though. yeah it's crazy. It's barely animated. You you totally can just enjoy it as a radio program. So I, I found this article, and I forget where, where people were trying to find out, like, what qualifies as a primetime animated show in between The Simpsons? Because it's it's kind of debated. Yeah. Or a successful one. And, like, in the weird ones I came across, I'd never heard of it, The New Adventures of Huck Finn. Oh. I'm not going to play a clip. I've never Because heard it's, it's three human children walking around a 1970s animated background. And it looks, it looks bizarre. Occasionally, they're like, this animation in the background is amazing. Huh. I wish these kids were dead. Uh, and, and, uh, we've heard about all those other shows, the Roman Holiday. These are all failed oh, one-season yeah. I mean, Flintstone ripoffs. Yes. But the one I never, ever, ever heard of was a 1970s show called Where's Huddles? What? And it's so bizarre uh, because this one definitely aired in primetime. In hindsight, it seems like, how did this not succeed? It's like the Flintstones, but football. And when what? I say football, what? they both play football and drive around in cars that look like footballs. Everybody oh speaks God. in football speak. Everybody's dressed as a football player. It looks like North Korean anti-American propaganda. <laughs> <laughs> but here's a little bit of the theme song. The Huddles. There is a family down the street. The Huddles. The McCoys live right next door. Yes, I know. The girls are all right, Marge and Penny. But the fellas, they play football, you know. Savages. That's what they are. 
so the next door neighbor doesn't like that they play football. It's, it is the, fucking incredible. I don't care for these yeah. sports very much. <laughs> but, but it is one of those high-profile stabs at primetime animation wow. that, uh, that failed miserably and we don't talk about. We just see Flintstones and then Simpsons. Even if I didn't see the boomerang logo there, I didn't know that was Hanna-Barbera. That was all their tricks. Yeah. Oh, definitely Hanna-Barbera. And we should mention this is all happening in America. Everywhere outside of America, they were doing great stuff with animation. Yeah. We were still stuck <laughs> in the like post-Flintstones dead yeah. zone where nothing cool could happen. Only Hanna-Barbera could even talk to executives to get animation on primetime. Well, I mean, I think the credit, they de- garbage. the credit they deserve the most is not an artistic credit. It's mm-hmm. it's you f- figured out production. Yeah. How to get the best possible production with the lowest amount of money. Yes. It's mm-hmm. better than Rocky and Bullwinkle. If only they if only they were just producers who then found great creators to make things mm-hmm. and they just facilitated the making of it. But Hanna Barbera was like, they're just great producers who then did what they would have done and it's just like the most bland crap yeah, and it's, ever. And it's nuts. And we I know we talked about that in other areas, but when cable came out and it has a like a drought of original content, they went to this Hanna Barbera archive, which is like almost literally a graveyard of Simpsons <laughs> or Flintstones ripoffs. Yes. The, yeah. the USA Cartoon Express was basically a giant hearse. It was <laughs> it was with a sitcom the insane sitcom that has like a fucking uncomfortable rape joke in the intro, Wait Till Your Father Gets Home, Roman yes. Holiday, The yeah. Jetsons uh, oh, I like just the I, Pebbles and Bam Bam show. All I, that well, shit. that's when it yeah. became yeah. Uh, all one season wonders. Share variety show was the uh, Pebbles and Bam Bam show. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, it well the history of Hanna Barbera too is like well they had they had their first hit Yogi, then they did eighty shows like mm-hmm. Yogi, mm-hmm. then they had their next hit Flintstones, they did eighty shows like Flintstones, then they had Scooby Doo, and then they eight hundred shows yeah. like Scooby Doo, and then they didn't have another hit, so they just uh, kept doing Scooby Doo. They they literally had the Flintstones and Scooby Doo, and everything else is a giant ripoff of yes. one of the two. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's it's insane, and we we grew up watching them begrudgingly well, on also because USA Tur- Cartoon Express. Well, my end on Turner Networks yeah. because Turner bought that bloated they corpse did. and just aired it on every <laughs> channel. Yeah, and, it's really. Uh, are. If they hadn't have bought them, I wondered if the Hanna-Barbera name would still mean something because yeah. it just kind of got settled in with Warner Brothers. Warner Brothers makes yeah. Hanna-Barbera stuff now. When There's I no- was a kid and cartoons were good, mm-hmm. they're still good now, by the way. They're really I, good. I was buying comics from the 70s because they're yep. really cheap at the flea market. Yep. And, like, and some of them, they're like, look what's coming to Saturday mornings, this whole lineup. I'm like, oh those. my God, I'm so glad I live in the 90s. Yeah. This shit sucks. How good no could speed. little Richard Pryor have been? No <laughs> speed buggy. No. No it's speed the Gary buggy. Coleman show. Oh, I remember the, the new Pink Panther family. And it was yeah. like, Pink Panther's a dad now. Uh, he has seven little Pink Panthers. And that's, that's a great thing to bring up because you still still had Saturday morning animation with yeah. and that that usually in tow that meant they make a lot fewer episodes and ki- kids don't care about the quality so no. we're not going to put a lot of effort into it it's the thing they watch in between eating cereal so like conversely this. what you do have you do have successful primetime animated programming but not a show mm-hmm. in between this and the most notable being peanuts yeah, yeah, that's being, right. being peanuts, there are I forget how many dozen Charles Schultz specials, but they never wanted to embark on a full-on show. Mm-hmm. It had to be a seasonal special, an, a voting special. There are tons of them. Sometimes like a mini series. They had a mini like series about one. America, yeah. and but never a full sh- like for some reason, despite all its success, never embarked on a real production of a Charlie Brown show. It seems mm-hmm. bizarre, hmm. and and yeah. and Garfield. Which yeah. I was yeah. thinking of Garfield. Yeah, they mm-hmm. made primetime specials, but when it was a series, it was a Saturday morning series. Mm-hmm. And, that, and Garfield is a great link because the, I think that's what they needed to marry. The, the quality of the writing and animation of Peanuts mm-hmm. and Garfield into a primetime show they could put on every week. Mm-hmm. And I think, as we'll find, eventually that's the studio that ended up working, making oh, right. some sense yeah, of what yeah, it was. Exactly. 
Uh, but that that's what the landscape looked like before uh, before The Simpsons aired. And of course, well, the short version is that a a cartoonist, a an indie cartoonist of the comic Life in Hell, mm-hmm. what he was found by James L. Brooks, who was producing a who had produced a ton of television shows, and he was making a show for Tracy Ullman, and he wanted fun interstitial cartoons in between, kind of like how on Monty Python they right. had cartoons. And I think there was a female cartoonist. It was down to her and Matt Groening. It might have been Linda Berry or someone <laughs> oh, like wow. that. Yeah, it was would, either it was going to yeah. be either what one a of those. World, it could have been, and so. With the help of the very bare bones group of animators who were the non, some of the few animators in LA who weren't Hanna Barbera at yeah. Klasky Chupo and these other folks, they got to work on The Simpsons in, in yeah, 1987. Now, now I, and that's what's also important to mention. I love that we're in this period on 302010. If you mm. guys are listening to that show, that's where we look at uh, the, not a topic, but time. The, what the week looked like 30 years ago, 20 years ago, and 10 years ago. And last year, we started basically when the Fo- when Fox decides it wants to make a network like yeah. NBC, ABC, and CBS. And I'm reminded of that because I remember life before that. Yes. And Adam West just died. Oh. And I, I, part of that was having like a little shitty TV and an antenna that picked up independent channels and Batman... Uh, 1966 was a huge staple of all that, and so what Rupert mm-hmm. Murdoch did ended up he ended up buying all like a bunch of independent stations in territories around the United States and made a slow rollout of a network. They launched with one thing: the Joan Rivers talk show. <laughs> yes, that was it. And then <laughs> upsetting Johnny Carson forever. And they had some sports in there, but most of it was syndicated reruns of other shows from other networks. I think they'd even repeat shows they on would. the same night. We yeah. can't yeah. come up with two hours. Here's Married with Children again. And, and Married with Children is a breakout success. I can't say that Fox wouldn't exist without The Simpsons because I love that period of Fox because I was instantly on board because of The Simpsons, but they also took a crazy amount of chances on shit but, younger people would like. Well, yeah, though, though Married with Children, it was a hit and it was controversial. Mm-hmm. But it was not the marketing machine yes. that the Simpsons would be. Yeah. yeah, and for the first ten years, Fox was considered the ru- the rude network. Yeah. The, is that, is that the a joke network. of like and now up on Fox? Booty, booty, booty! Yes. Just a black guy yelling booty. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. The I mean, first it was damned. it was not really a network, and then it was the not really a network that also shows garbage it's you know when animals attack yes yes you're that right kind of crap police chases Pol- and yeah cops. Autops- cops. cops was another yeah, big alien autops but now everyone else has raced to the bottom because it's profitable yeah. so everyone is just as bad it, as it, it, old fox used to be but it, it, i want to keep examining this ph- phenomenon as we get back from this break let's go out with an ancient fox promo Thank you folks so much for listening. It's a tough week to do internal plugs because this episode feels really pluggy, but we wanted to help our boys launch uh, the Talking Simpsons Patreon, uh, and they did. And I do believe it's going pretty okay right now. Um, Talking Critic, a brand new limited series from the Talking Simpsons guys gone through. And the next one I really want to go through is Talking Tunes. Again, we won't have that much a part of it. It's more about getting Henry and Bob supported um, in their Talking Simpsons endeavor. Obviously, I'll still be on the show. But Talking Tunes, that's the Talking Simpsons treatment for any cartoon. One per episode. I really, really like that idea. A bunch of people are like, do Futurama next. And like... 
next in a Futurama sense would tie us up for years, but we could easily visit one memorable episode for an episode of a, I don't know what it's called yet, but let's tentatively refer to it as Talking Tunes. We could do anything. Rocco's Modern Life, Attack on Titan, JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. I'm really trying to appeal to you anime kids, uh, but it could happen. Hey, we could even do mine, Superbook. That's my favorite anime. But obviously, all this stuff will allow uh, Henry and Bob to be a little more available to us. And in case you can't make this week's episode of Bonus Time, well, they'll be on talking all about their new Patreon endeavor. Uh, they'll be You can watch them for free if you're there Monday at 6 p.m. for Spaceballs. That's right. We're, the Monday Night Movie is Spaceballs. We're going to watch that together, I believe. Everybody has voted on Batman and Robin for the next week, and I'm sure uh, Henry will have to be involved in that, because I have not watched that movie with Henry, and I'm wringing my fingers in delight just thinking about it. But obviously, that's uh, bonus time, the commentary, that's all included with your $5 patronage, and we do appreciate that very much. And I never say this, but Bob usually does, so I wanted to... uh, You can listen to Patreon podcasts in any of your preferred podcast player, iTunes, Overcast, Patreon will give you a specific RSS feed. You can plug that into your player, and you can listen to it wherever you want. You no longer have to listen to it on in, the, in just the app or do the complicated Dropbox sync or whatever, however you used to do it. It's very, very easy. Listen to it wherever you want, and that includes the brand new uh, Laser Time Patreon incentive, uh, which is the 302010 uh, bonus show, which we do every two weeks, and it has been so, so much fun, and I thank you guys so much for joining us for that. that I swear to God, listen to the first two episodes. And uh, speaking of Henry's availability, he did join us for this week's 302010, where we'll be talking about one of the most tragic things to befall wrestling. What'll it be? Don't look ahead. Uh, it's very easy to do with 302010, but uh, yeah, check that out. We'll probably be playing some ARMS sometime this week on uh, twitch.tv slash laser time or youtube.com slash laser time. I feel like I'm spitting too much. Why don't I wrap this up and say thank you guys so much for your support. Uh, that's it. Love you. the theme song to the Tracy Ullman show because that that was uh, that was part of the deal of getting content aboard Fox they they reached out I'm guessing to James L Brooks a guy I think most networks wouldn't have bothered to reach out to but yeah. a, an incredibly successful dude who kind of did whatever the fuck he wanted he had moved on from sitcoms to film at this point yeah. he worked on Mary Tyler Moore and Taxi and I think because of him because of his involvement we did get a show like the Simpsons but his first endeavor was the Tracy Ullman show mm-hmm. up and coming British comedian phenom Tracy mm-hmm. Ullman and all of her impressions and in between were the interstitials of the Simpsons and they're outrageously crude by modern Simpsons standards. <laughs> they eventually get a lot better. They do. In fact, even better than how season one looks. It's a, it's a weird transition. What are you kids doing now? We're having a contest, Mom. What? We're having a burp contest, Mom. Well, knock it off. I do not allow burping in this house. I love Mom, but... <sighs> That is the that's Simpsons a joke. at that jokes. point. And I caramba. That's incredible. And Timing I want- is so slow, but I mean, the designs are 
basically there. And the fact that like the walls are in the house are yeah, pink. pink. And that's well, that's yeah. but that's yeah. after like the first couple episodes where there's like this odd gr- shaded gradient that looks oh yeah, yeah, yeah. disgusting. Well, in the first cartoon, Matt Granning even goofs on it. The like. In there's a framed picture of just a heart in the background. He's like, well, there has to be something in the background. <laughs> and I'm not, I'm not sure how James L. Brooks ended up falling in love with this because wasn't the story that he they contracted oh, yeah. Matt Groening he to adapt Life in Hell, his popular underground comic, well, which would work much better as interstitials. The yeah, possibly totally. apocryphal story is James L. Brooks received as, as a gift a frame Life in Hell cartoon, and it's all the ways you can die in L.A. It's like car, <laughs> fire, gunshot, and failure and, one, and success. Failure and success. It's like one guy with his head down on his desk with a, with a graph with a chart going down, and one with a graph with a chart going up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's how James L. Brooks it's found out about Matt Groening. Comment. He reaches yeah. out to the artist Matt Groening to make that into the interstitials, and I, they make it sound like at the last minute he's like, I don't want blow whatever success I have with life and hell mm-hmm. can I just create a new thing and the Simpsons are based off of his family uh, they all the, I believe all the same names except, except for, Bart. for Bart is Matt yeah no no Brad. Mark Mark and in, in the shorts especially Homer and Marge are much more like stern parents of the 60s they're much more Matt Groening's like childhood experience which is a lot of life and hell is Matt Groening's childhood yeah. experiences yeah mm-hmm. and, and just they're they're really really crude and really really basic and they eventually come together it's they're actually harder to find than the, the early ones but the later ones like this just looks like the Simpsons mm-hmm. with a little better animation yes yeah um, with better animation right well because they were freer then it was it was all up to the animators and mm-hmm. I think graining it, when it became a bigger production to make into a TV show which they would begin in 89 mm-hmm. it was a much bigger production and like Fox didn't know what they were doing with a cartoon yeah I was never and, and I was I don't even know how I got to Fox but I wasn't watching Married with Children I wasn't watching Joan Rivers I wasn't mm-hmm. watching Cops and I wasn't watching America <laughs> Undercover is that the name no 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 America's, America's Most Wanted America's Most Wanted, Wanted yeah uh, Which starring a guy who got famous because his <laughs> child was murdered. But, um, he but served any- her corpse into riveting television <laughs> but success. But anyway, with with The Simpsons, <laughs> I did come to it. I, I didn't not like Tracy Ullman, but it was just flipping through channels and seeing a cartoon. At It was just... You see these yellow characters doing stuff. You're just like, well, I got to watch this. Like, I, as if, as an eight year old or six year old, I had to watch it. And when Comedy Central got Tracy Ullman, they would disingenuously just show the Simpsons would, clips and promos. Yes. Like, we've got the Simpsons. Coming up I'm next, like, and it's just a one minute Simpsons clip. I'm like, finally, yeah. Simpsons will be on cable every day. Thank God. And it didn't happen for another twenty fucking years. Yes, but then I think for Fox, they didn't know. None of them knew what. Mm-hmm. A then modern primetime production would yeah. be. They just had the Hanna Barbera shit to and go. And I don't on, think know? another network would have stuck it out because, like, no. the, this Christmas special no. aired first. It was seventh in production order. Shit ran over budget over time. Yeah, and that's why we ended up seeing the Christmas special first. And I, I, I don't Fox know. had no other option. The story yeah, of they the, didn't have anything. Yeah, and they had to just keep throwing money at yeah, it. Yeah, the story of the Clerks animated show was just like mm. you got two episodes aired and then you're done. There's the, dozens. I yeah, this is getting anywhere. So the, the of the dozens of shows influenced by the Simpsons or created by the Simpsons mm-hmm. so many were on networks that then in the in the year it takes to produce one season of a cartoon yeah. show they're just like yeah we changed our mind yeah we're not yeah. going to make the effort we're gonna, it will make the mild investment because it's super risky yeah. and I don't think any other network but Fox would have allowed content like the Simpsons of the air but allowed it to percolate and simmer totally but yeah. it eventually what is it like in December 7th 1989 yeah a day get, that will live in infamy we, we get a uh, <laughs> day. an intro list Simpsons Christmas special, uh, Simpsons Roasting on an Open Fire, I believe it's called. And mm-hmm. uh, the world was never the same since. And I, one of the things I wanted to say the Simpsons also influenced. If, so, like, that's it. We're not going to talk that much about the Simpsons show itself, but the things it influenced. 
why did Fox take this huge risk and take this huge chance? Uh, and we talked about this before on another show, The Surprising Origin of Your Favorite Things. I don't know who was smart enough to do this, but the idea that uh, when the Simpsons were in Butterfinger commercials before their show was out. Yeah. So somebody oh. so somebody at, I want to say it was Nabisco at the time, was like, we like these characters in the Tracy Ullman shorts. And there's a series of commercials uh, with Bart holding a Butterfinger. Uh, and this is the, uh, we played this before in the Surprising Origin episodes. Millhouse debuts in a Butterfinger commercial. <laughs> I think if you wanted to get legal, Butterfinger could have some stake in Millhouse. Pamela Reardon should thank Butterfinger forever for putting her in that show. <laughs> Hey, Bart, want to trade lunches? No way, dude. I got each of the four food groups. Sandwich group, cow group, jungle group, butterfinger group. Hey, there's no butterfinger group. Ah, uh, but that's awesome. <laughs> and that's, that's, how early, well, that's how early this is because uh, there's not even the catchphrase yet. Oh, yeah. Um, because... Peanut buttery butterfinger. It's neato. <laughs> and it's neato. That's all we can come up with. We're sorry. <laughs> well, and that's... Well, and I, I'm going to say this right now. I'm going to state my reputation on it. Mm. Simpsons buoyed Butterfinger well above oh, sure. its candy bar status. And to Butterfinger this, needs Simpsons more than Simpsons needs Butterfinger. It did. I was looking up the history of Butterfinger, and it's it's nobody's favorite candy bar. No. Fucking nobody. It's the only <laughs> candy bar with like a shitload of maintenance you have to do with your teeth afterwards to <laughs> well, pick it out. And so I, many crumbs. It's just junk. I think part of the reason Butterfinger chose the Simpsons is because they were such a visually distinct and unique design. Mm-hmm. And that is because, I think this can roll into what we're talking about mm-hmm. next, where, so they were colored yellow uh, by a Klasky Chupo yeah. colorist, uh, a woman, I forget her name, but that was so, like, I want people to look at the TV and mm-hmm. be like, I've never seen these colors before, why are these people yellow? I'll keep watching this. Yeah. It, was, it was a very eye-catching thing. But the look was very much macarraining to the point where this is one of the first really creator-driven mm-hmm. cartoons. His name is on it, his name has to be on all the merchandise. Yeah. I mean... Do you know who created the Flintstones? I do, but no one else does because his name is not on anything. Yeah, and, and I, yeah, I appreciate that Graining worked so hard to, or he made it a thing to that he is his name is on that stuff. Okay, like hold he, that he, thought. Yes. I'm, I had I did I way just, too much candy research. I just had a total breakthrough. What's that? What's the that? inside of a Butterfinger's kind of yellow. Yes, yeah, and the, yeah. Butter, the Butterfinger is wrapper that, is Bart's hair almost. And it's yellow. I never is even it all understood. Tie together. I, is there a secret message at the Denver airport? I, I never even understood why what Butterfinger was because like it, that name sounds disgusting uh, it sounds yeah. disgusting butter and peanut butter is not orange orangish yellow but i guess that's it's peanut butter but i just wanted to play you a clip of what butterfinger sounded like before oh okay so this sent me down a huge huge great, rabbit hole that's a great man perm well because yes. butterfinger dates back to like 1932 Whoa. It was by, by made by the Curtis Candy Company that had Baby Ruth and Butterfinger. They marketed mm. them together because it was their the only two candy bars they had that were any kind of successful. They've since been acquired by like Nabisco and Nestle. Uh, the one food been, company left. And they've been everywhere. And I'm fascinated. I got walked by every time in a grocery store or a convenience store, I walk by the candy section just to see, is there any new shit? When there usually isn't. They, it rapidly shrinks or they give like, it's Kit Kat caramel. They give right. they give a variation on an, on an existing candy They don't candy make bar. up new candy. And so, so as just as a point of comparison, I wanted to sh- like this is what the candy bar marketing landscape looked like, sounded like, <laughs> uh, before the Bart Simpson Butterfinger commercials. Lots of real peanut butter in pure milk chocolate with a crunch of a whole grain cookie. Now that's maximum satisfaction. Even if you're as wholesome as a plowboy, that's pure bliss. PB Max, we mean peanut butter. Sometimes you feel like a nut. Sometimes you don't. Um, enjoy that. 
America's favorite. A nutty a ball, a nutty a time. Crunches, when it crunches, that's what I love. Nestle Crunch. Yes. I want the whatchamacallit album. I'm yeah. so down yeah. with that sound. It's one of my favorite commercials ever, and I wanted to play that because obviously... They're all songs. They're all songs, mm-hmm. and they all... Almost all of them do not exist anymore. No. And Butterfinger does. And like the I see like three candy bars advertised at this point. Snickers, Milky Way, not even Three Musketeers. Yep. Uh, and it's all mm. funny. It's all yes. funny. And some of those commercials are obviously before The Simpsons and after The Simpsons. And The Simpsons changed the marketing nature of candy bars. Right. Interesting, yeah. yeah. And like Simpsons have been a Butterfinger mascot longer than there's been a Simpsons show. Mm-hmm. And wow. they not only did that, they launched every new Butterfinger product with the Simpsons. Butterfinger mm-hmm. nuggets, ice cream, and BBs. BBs. Yeah. They use yes. the Simpsons to market those things. And I, I just want to say, Butterfinger has no right mm-hmm. to be in the... You're not as good as a Milky Way it's, or a yeah. Snickers. Get the fuck out of here. Did they ever lose the license for the Simpsons? Uh, they, briefly, periodically. Okay, yeah. uh, briefly they did, and the writers were so happy that uh-huh. in the anti there was an episode where they oh, yeah. banned sugar in the city, and, mm-hmm. and this is in the teen seasons, mm-hmm. and they throw the candy bars in the fire, <laughs> and Butterfinger jumps out, and they even say, the fire doesn't want it. <laughs> I believe that was Sweets and Sour Marge. And I, oh, I, wow. I concluded that uh, montage with Payday. Which yep. was the Butterfinger competitor that no longer day. exists? God damn it! Um, <laughs> fifth or sorry, Fifth Avenue. Okay, fifth oh, Avenue. I'm good with that. Fifth Avenue. Oh, just so all those good. candy bars. I'm obsessed with this kind of shit. I'm sorry. Halloween will come around, and there'll be the little bite-sized candy bars mm-hmm. for Crackle, Mister Goodbar, and Hershey's. None of which you can buy on the shelves in bar form. Crackle's it, the poor man's Kit Kat. It, well, the poor man's <laughs> Nestle Crunch, which oh, to me was too, like the yeah. biggest yeah. fucking candy bar ever and I never see it anymore now I like I'm now more of a bunch of crunch guy but uh, <laughs> now I liked I liked the extra work of crunch bars that had the they had the tin foil mm-hmm. around it it was like it was it was extra fancy but yeah they they launched Butterfinger BBs they launched the ice cream Butterfinger with Bart's like I was actually just reading the um, first Simpsons comic books mm-hmm. from Bongo the first insert ad in all of them <laughs> is a Butterfingers ad. It has like, to be. As of 2013, I believe they renewed their their Simpsons sponsorships, mm-hmm. and I just I I will say it. Prove me wrong. The Simpsons bought Butterfinger another two decades of relevance because it is absolutely. N- I think so. Nobody's yeah. preferred candy bar. No way at all. I mean, I bought them because uh, the Simpsons cartoons, and mm-hmm. uh, you know the the affiliation was enough for me. And I I kind of like Butterfingers to a point. Eh. So and we're I can eat one every five years, and I'll be cleaning it out of my teeth for the next half yeah, decade. See, that's why Fifth Avenue is the superior one. It was the same, <laughs> but it didn't get wedged in your teeth exactly. as hard. Exactly. It didn't. It didn't leave artifacts behind in <laughs> you your need mouth. To, you need to chase a Butterfinger with some gum. You're you know, it's really the best way to do it. Off it some like sets. Seltzer acid dissolvent. Listen, I've grown up. I'm a take five man now. So. <laughs> that's oh, like more so because you don't want to make a decision. Uh, <laughs> I want the Frankenstein's monster of candy bars. <laughs> but I, but you guys were talking about the animation, and that's that's pro- that's way more important than Butterfinger. The idea that like in Amer- on American television, there isn't an original animated series 
that's very well regarded anywhere. Not mm-hmm. on primetime and not on cable. Mm-hmm. And uh, who animated the first three seasons of The Simpsons? Klasky Chupo. And the shorts, too, right? Yes. Yeah, Yeah, and the shorts. And the Klasky Chupo. Their sound, their, their identity. Hong Kong. <laughs> Without The Simpsons. Klasky mm. Chupo would not have had a job for four years to finance their studio. Which they fucking ruled the '90s, man. They like, did. Jesus Christ. They only were able, well, and they with the ugliest cartoons well, imaginable. And they were only they got their foot in the door with Nickelodeon and other places mm-hmm. to be like, we made The Simpsons. Yeah. Oh wow, you animated The Simpsons. They made right they made in. commercials. Made the shitty Simpsons. They made title sequences hey, to now. movies, hey. including Halloween Five. Season three. Uh, we just talked about in Living Color. That's yeah. all animated by That's Klasky right. Chupo. That's yeah. what they did. They didn't have a show of their own. And then, boom, it, a very important time for, I think, all of us here, Diana probably included, Nicktoons in 1991. A cable channel, Nickelodeon had basically been airing foreign properties mm. from mm. other bigger networks yep. from, and localizing them. That's how yeah. they existed. Well, Gabor Chupo and Arlene Klasky, formerly married couple, uh, are, were Eastern European immigrants. Mm-hmm. And they, they came over to America like, we'll do anything. Mm-hmm. We want to take <laughs> risks. Because animation industry was very set in its ways. It's like, no, we're a factory. Yeah. And they're mm-hmm. like, we're weird like Russian artists and we want yeah. to make your cartoons. We'll, we'll do more for less. <laughs> well, yeah, Hi, everybody. In, in, <laughs> in the 60s and 70s, it was pretty much all Hanna-Barbera and then Hanna-Barbera wannabes like Filmation. Yeah. In the, seven, in the 80s, it got more driven by toys mm-hmm. and also yeah. more outsourced to Japan and yeah. Korea. And then the late 80s sees this... The, the beginnings of the transition away from just Hanna-Barbera and Japan making mm-hmm. it to b- people like uh, Klasky and Chupo and also John Crickfaluzzi mm-hmm. starting their own independent animation companies and making new stuff. And The Simpsons opened the door so big for that. like And an animated show for Nickelodeon, for them to make an animated show as opposed to a live action show where they never leave the same set... Yeah. Like it is a way bigger in- investment than they, but they wouldn't. I don't think they'd have been ready to do that if The Simpsons hadn't been so. Yeah, successful. and you mentioned uh, John Crisvalusi, creator of Brendan mm-hmm. Stimpy. I think the only cartoon I know of that fe- featured the creator's name prominently was mm-hmm. The New Adventures of Mighty Mouse. Yep. Like yeah. Ralph Bakshi's mm-hmm. name was on that. That name means nothing. Yeah, mm-hmm. but it was just like that. This weird guy worked on this, so it's going to be weird. But you, you had marketing like toy driven cartoons for children. Yeah. Uh, and other stuff on Saturday morning, but never something they wanted. An entire audience to enjoy in primetime television. Klasky Chupo rides the success of The Simpsons, and we give them a lot of shit, but they did a great job. uh, Yeah, I sort of I wonder how this all ties into the larger landscape of animation at the time, Mm -hmm. because obviously we're at a point in the '80s. Disney was tanking hard, yes, and they had you know other rivals, not for TV but for film. Don Bluth, yeah, that sort of thing. Because we're we're in 302010. We're in. We started in the 1986 period. Disney with coming off as huge flops like yeah. uh, Black Cauldron like bankrupting the studio laying Ugh. off animators into uh, Great Mouse Detective where it gets its, its shit pushed in by Don Bluth <laughs> who left the studio to make American Tale and in between that the only people who can afford or want to bother mounting an animated theatrical production are Hasbro they yeah. want to make Transformers movie G.I. Joe movie Care Bears movie That's, those were your choices because the only way those, those could be financed is if there's a merchandise payoff yes. at the end of the day I well, feel like it's a it's a two-sided thing on one front and our buddy Matthew J has a great mm-hmm. video of this on Cartoons 101 mm-hmm. uh, Steven Spielberg and Disney are responsible for uh, rejuvenated children rejuvenating yeah. children's animation but The Simpsons I think is responsible for rejuvenating animation for adults and making things yeah. making risque things more appropriate for mm-hmm. kids cartoons yeah, well, and I would I would credit them with somebody had to find the template of how to make an animated production that was satisfying to look at that was funny and well written yeah 
but that production template didn't exist. There's a, I have a billion ideas, but I don't know what kind of crew and how much of a budget I need for certain things. And somebody had to define that and to think that it, that had to be defined in our lifetime. Mm. Yeah, it was by yeah. the Simpsons and Klasky Chupo, and they ride that success to Nickelodeon contract, if we didn't say it, go on to make rug, Rugrats, uh, Wild Thornberries, uh, what's the other one? Duck. Rocket Power. Yeah. But as well, a result, they're like one of the only studios to have embarked on theatrical cartoons because of their success on cable. You mentioned mm. figuring it out, Chris. It's mm. interesting. You go back to that first season of The Simpsons and hear the commentaries. Mm -hmm. The producers had no idea how a cartoon worked, yeah. how to produce. It's like, what, we're not going to like shoot coverage of characters? <laughs> like shoot, like <laughs> animate we'll edit, them we'll edit it angle. down. Yeah, it's yeah. like, no, no, that costs a lot of money. We figure out where the cuts are before yes. we animate. Yes. Yes. Every well, second of animation takes two days and a, a ton of people. Yeah, well, it's not easy. It was also about translating mm -hmm. the sitcom writing approach of... Yeah. Big name sitcom dudes have a very specific way that they know how to make a show and that they want to make a show. And so people who have made 800 hours of television, mm -hmm. probably at first they're not going to listen to a cartoon boy who says, no, 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 that's not how you make a cartoon. They're like, I've written 800 episodes of TV. I, I know how to write I TV. I occasionally take those meetings where someone wants us to produce something for them. And I, what they want you to tell them is how much this costs, what's the budget, <laughs> and how much manpower do you need. If you can't yeah. tell someone that... They might, you have a much less of a chance of anybody giving you money to finance that. Mm -hmm. And nobody had that before The Simpsons and Klasky yeah. Chupo ended up defining, defining it. Yeah, Klasky Chupo did, they, they get, should get a lot of credit for also setting up what, what just find, they were the test case. Mm -hmm. They were the test case for all these other people to do at what the level of quality mm -hmm. and, and speed that you need for a, uh, for 22 episodes yeah. a year mm -hmm. of stuff like, Cartoons, you know, DuckTales, even the yeah. afternoon stuff, they were producing them all at once, and they're just like, whenever it's done, then yeah. it's going to go live. And if you heard our interview with uh, Tad Stones, who was a pioneer of the Disney afternoon, it wasn't really a matter to Disney how much it cost. They just thought it was important. If, there, if there's television animation, we have to lead this industry. And I think they'd be willing to lose money just to have something that looked better. Yeah. Yeah, Startup like, networks like Fox didn't have that luxury. Like, we just... Somebody has to figure out a formula to how to make an animated show. And they set precedents on The Simpsons, like, retakes. Like, if there's a mistake in the show, we reanimate it. As a kid, it would drive me crazy to watch shit like the Deke Mario cartoons. And, like, Ooh. Luigi is talking out of Mario's mouth. The colors are wrong in this shot. They didn't care. On The Simpsons, they're like, there are very few animation mistakes you'll actually see that get through. If it's yeah. something that went through, it was too expensive to fix. But they went back and they fixed things. Yeah. There are, or watching old Super Friend cartoons and be like, oh, Batman's emblem just went in, inverted every time. <laughs> Of like nah, and, and like just the cell layers were wrong. Yeah. Wait, Wonder Woman's legs disappeared. And, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, she's got invisible legs. In this somebody, episode. somebody oh. just screen grabbed like a GI Joe frame of dinosaurs bursting through a wall, and someone like <laughs> forgot to remove the wall after it burst open, so yeah. they just apparate through it. <laughs> yeah. There was no money; people didn't have the budgets for it. But so I think you could thank Simpsons for the general increase of budget for animation budget and, across the board, and, and the thereby quality. Yeah. Because yeah. I love one of my favorite videos on the internet is what is it? This the Street Fighter cartoon is stupid, oh. stupid Street Fighter cartoon. Awful. And you just see like, why is why is Fei Long two inches tall? Why is Balrog <laughs> typing with his boxing gloves on? These are all things <laughs> the Simpsons would have caught and sent it back to the studio. They probably just sent storyboards to Korea, no yeah. lad or anything. You figure it out. You, you figure, figure it out, out these thumbnails. And by the time it comes back, it's too late. And yeah. then when it came air. back, USA just said, fuck it, Let's, we need to show. Kids don't write letters, who gives a shit if it's bad? And yeah. uh, but, but is that, why did they end up getting rid of Klasky Chupo? Uh, Bob has a better insight. Than I've me. told the story a few mm -hmm. times. I mean, uh, in the press, they like to blame Gabor Chupo a lot, and I'm sure he was 
difficult to work with mm-hmm. in some ways, but it was really the producers not understanding how animation worked. Yeah. They wanted all of these retakes, all of these things done after the finished animation came back, mm-hmm. and they wanted that to come out of Klasky Chupo's budget, not Gracie mm-hmm. Films. Mm-hmm. And after a while, Gabor Chupo was like, I have to put my foot down. Uh, changes can't happen after this point. I think after the animatic, we have to lock everything down. And they're like, no, we're in charge of this. You're the animation monkeys. Mm-hmm. You do what we say. <laughs> and he was so obstinate, they eventually got rid of Klasky Chupo and went to Film Roman. Film Roman. And fil- they tortured Film Roman. It took until season five for the animators to be like, listen, we have to make this a policy now. We cannot make new animation after this point of the production. We just can't do it. And you can even still hear it on commentaries of just there's mostly they're friendly, but occasionally they'll the animators will just laugh like, yeah, yeah, that was hard. (laughs) Or the biggest one was that the the writers just wrote the funny idea in the episode where Springfield is called the fattest town in the world where they're all in a giant ball and they're like this is a funny idea and then the animators are just (laughs) like yeah it, it was a cute idea you wrote in your script that took me months. What I did was I drew all of the Simpsons on a ball and then we scanned it. And you know how long that took? And they're like, yeah, okay, okay. You guys work really hard. Stop but it all starts on the script page, buddy. Ha, ha, ha. <laughs> and they laugh for real because they think they're joking around. And the, 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 the director is just like, <laughs> Yo, Mr. Black, another brandy. Gentlemen. Too evil. Yeah, I mean, uh, the John Ortfed book that came out in 2009, the uncensored, whole, the unauthorized oral history, it's not great, but there are some stories about Klasky Chupo you won't hear anywhere else. Like, yeah. what really happened? Some other stories like that, well, so, so it's Klasky, worth checking out. Klasky Chupo doing it all in-house gave them, that was probably a reaction to that, too, of just, like, Gabor ran, Gabor and Klasky ran everything. Yeah. So they, they made the calls. They chose what shows they were going to pitch. Mm. They would even pay, in some cases, stupid amounts of money to just pre-animate the pilot themselves and then sell it to another channel their pilot presentation reel is one of the funniest things I've ever seen in my whole life 45 un un animatable shows that was produced like in their death spiral it was right? it just, they once went, every contract ran out they're like oh we need to sell ourselves they went from the most ubiquitous studio to just nowhere to yeah. nothing yeah. and that's it's crazy that's, that's for another show yeah. they, they move over to film Roman and again this is I love how this history is tied up with Peanuts and Garfield because Phil Roman mm-hmm. uh, founder of uh, Film Roman who ended up season season three four, on, four, four, on, four onwards yeah. uh, like he's got to start with Bill Melendez on the Peanuts shorts and yeah. he spun that expertise into making Garfield, Garfield yep. specials uh, for networks, and so he had a template for how to produce a, sh- a, a good-looking show for networks. And they went over to that show, and up till that point, he they worked on Garfield and Friends as well, mm-hmm. uh, and a bunch of other Saturday morning cartoons. But mm-hmm. obviously, Simpsons being their bread and butter. When we again, when we talk about there wouldn't be. I'm not saying Family Guy, and I'm not saying King of the Hill ripped off the Simpsons. They set the model, and that's what Film Roman would end up doing. Mm-hmm. They made Family Guy happen, and they made King of the Hill happen. Ah. It's it's not just the tone or the, the desire for an animated sitcom. The Simpsons got to lay the groundwork so other studios could go to Film Roman. Like, can you do yeah. a show like mm-hmm. The Simpsons? And, and same. Seth MacFarlane, Matt Judd, Mike Judge did, and that's yeah. what they made Beavis and Butthead. It's latter season. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, Mission Hill, the Oblongs, like everything you associate with quality primetime animation for adults. Uh, from a, 10 years ago is all film Roman. And I also think it's worth mentioning that The Simpsons probably trained a generation of animators in Korea how mm-hmm. to do that level mm-hmm. of animation, oh, yeah. that specific type of sitcom animation. Like They were learning it too, and it changed what you got back, and you could see you can see the results from one through three, uh, even just the in-between. The, the animation process, as I understand it back then, was that the, the strict posing and everything would be done in America, but then... 
The moves in between those yep. poses mm-hmm. would be animated in Korea because that is the backbreaking work that they could afford yeah. there. Yeah, and that must be, I mean, got to give them tons of credit because comedy is hard. Yeah, yes. Comedy is all about timing. Ah, yeah. Jesus, Diana was terrifying. And it's so hard to like get the timing right when it's a ton of drawings and you got to pull a couple here. Yeah. Or, oh, no, wait, this doesn't work. We got to add here. No, he doesn't fall down fast enough. It's not funny. Mm. Well, the Simpsons, Make him fall down faster. The, the Simpsons and Ren and Stimpy uh, set a precedent early on in the uh, late, late 80s, early 90s with like, usually in the El Cheapo era of animation, <laughs> it was like, we will send you storyboards, maybe. Mm. Uh, then you figure out the animation. Storyboards are like the comic book version mm. of, um, you know, the show you're making. Yeah. And then they're like, no. Or the we're... final product of the latest Clerks cartoon. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it looks Oof. like a living storyboard. And then uh, it's like, well, the Simpsons are like, no, we'll do layout in-house too. And layout are all the strongest poses that connect the in-between drawings. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that is how they were able to have more control over the show. Although I will say, like, with, with shows like Animaniacs, they mm-hmm. would send storyboards over to studios like TMS who would mm-hmm. make amazing, yeah. glorious things. Mm-hmm. Like, Yakko's sure. World was just a storyboard and it was all every all the movements and dancing and motions were made up by the Japanese studio who animated it like things like that they call them in-betweeners I remember like trying to trying my hand at cartooning and taking classes when I was a little kid and I just couldn't watching Disney stuff and everybody moved to music like Mm. how the fuck do you do that and it's like turns out it's kind of easy like you just make sure to hit this pose on this note it's all math everything in between is done by the in-betweeners and as long as it's not like wildly out of sync you can do whatever you want in between those necessary shots so, uh, yeah, so there were the shows that were like connected directly to The Simpsons, sure. like Critic or Duckman, as we made the argument for on Talking Simpsons mm-hmm. as it's, well. So the USA Simpsons, the USA <laughs> Network Simpsons. I well, love it, though. It's great. But it was also just a ton of like there wouldn't have been Comedy Central wouldn't have gotten into animation mm-hmm. with Dr. Katz and then or another show. Futurama. Uh South Park. South Park. Uh-huh. But for sure. But but also, but Futurama is important to mention because I I see a ton of people saying they like Futurama more than The Simpsons. Mm-hmm. I think it's bizarre. Yeah. Nobody offered Matt Groening another show. Yeah. It took them that long. Well, there's a yeah. ton of stories in The Simpsons histories. There are a ton of stories of Matt Groening flirting with ideas mm-hmm. of doing other shows like the... Some people said like twenty two short films about Springfield was a was a stealth pilot for a Springfield show mm. that would just be about all the other characters, <laughs> or that the he wanted to do a Krusty the Clown show first as a cartoon, then as a, then as live action, and all those things never happened. But so then he kind of he and David X Cohen they mm. wanted to do a show about the dream of the future in the 60s alive in yeah. the 3000s. And I think David X. Cohn was such a huge mega nerd. When yeah. he joined the, the Simpsons nerdiest. writing staff, they couldn't help but make Futurama together. Yes. Like, let's just leave and bring all the good, the best writers with us. Because they bring in Futurama. all these Harvard people who waste their degrees on writing Homer yes. well, jokes. The, yes. Four PhDs on the Futurama staff. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's, yeah. Well, that is the thing. Like, Simpsons certainly had a nerdy staff, mm. but the setup of the show made the dorkiest jokes harder to do. Yeah. So then when they go to Futurama, they're like, well, we can make every math joke we ever wanted <laughs> There to are do. some buried in there, too, that yeah. I've yeah. heard about. It's like, uh, yeah. In an, an original language in, Fu- oh, like yeah, buried yeah. in Futurama? They, actually, they made up two original languages because they people understood their alien language too early. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. So they're like, well, now that they've uh, they've cracked it, we have to do like a triple-layered alien language code, too. And they cracked that, too. They did. <laughs> but this all made me think. I mean, I think it's not so much that other things, quote-unquote, rip off The Simpsons. Mm-hmm. The Simpsons kind of proved... If you're going to make an animated show, it has to be about a family. 
Yeah. In mm-hmm. some sense. And I think that's why Futurama didn't do as well because there's not that immediate like familiarity to people. They like, had to this try is... and create a, a, a de facto family. Yeah. Really, yeah. A Planet it's, Express. It's a workplace. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which is like it's, a family. It's a workplace comedy instead of a family but, comedy. But like even with stuff like Mission Hill which Bill Oakley and Josh Weinstein uh, season 7 and 8 executive producers worked on they're really like good. our show I mean it failed because Warner Brothers aired two episodes of it <laughs> but also it's like it's not it wasn't about a family and that's what people want to see. Yeah. Well, And then it became a running joke on shows like that if they weren't created directly by Simpsons people mm-hmm. to say oh this is like the Simpsons they do a joke like the clerk show mm-hmm. never would have existed without the Simpsons yeah. and that they they were told like uh, they, they have a joke on the show like this show it's kind of like the Simpsons <laughs> and then they say dough on screen Simpsons did it Simpsons did it yeah and that's why we got I saw right, the first I, dough on the soundboard whoa look at this place what a dump it's worse than you think <laughs> I just trampled this poor Sep's flower bed. Homer, this is our house. Oh. So, so <laughs> not quite. The first year of South Park is an amazing thing. Like mm-hmm. it had, it had a similar origin of The Simpsons mm-hmm. in that it was it one short, short mm-hmm. one crude short that then had a painful transformation into a TV yeah. series and where they figured out after one episode of doing it with cutouts, just do it on a computer, it's easier. <laughs> yeah, and I mean, oh, sorry, Henry. And so, but The Simpsons did a thing, like South Park had always been in the shadow of The Simpsons. Everybody said it was like, oh, this this Eric Cartman makes Bart look like a nice boy or whatever <laughs> shit. And so they would just keep doing that until they wrote a part two episode uh, with... Professor Chaos was going to do this plan to, uh, he had a plan to hurt South Park, and it was to put them in a Petri dish of, uh, Mm. shrink it down and put it in a Petri dish, and that's when his sidekick tells him that was an episode of The Simpsons, and that was because behind the scenes, that actually was what they were going to do in the episode, and then somebody told them, no, Simpsons did it. I love that they did that and pointed out, and and made made pointing that out sort of trite. Uh Uh-oh, Simpsons did it, Simpsons did it. No, no. Simpsons did it, Simpsons (laughs) did it. <laughs> well, I want to say how could General Disarray betray him like that? <laughs> to South Park's credit, I think they backed away from being like The Simpsons because mm-hmm. they started with a very Simpsons-like ethos, where it's like mm-hmm. we're going to develop the town, all these secondary characters. Mm-hmm. After like season three, all the characters they introduce outside of Chef are gone. Like Officer mm-hmm. Barbrady's gone, mm-hmm. uh, Kevin and Ned. Mephisto are gone, Ned mm-hmm. and uh, Uncle whatever Jimbo are gone. Mm-hmm. Like all these characters they introduce are just gone. It's like no, uh, we're the writers. These little boys are our mouthpieces, yeah, and it- that's what we're going to do. Yeah, it became more of a rip from the headline show, or Pip as well. They, yeah. yeah, all these characters that were very Simpsony, they just kind of dumped. I feel like just like the Simpsons, the focus started to go to the parents. Yeah, that's yeah, a, oh, for that's sure. A, yeah. yeah, Randy's now like my favorite South I mean, Park. Here. Randy, yeah. I I loved the moment. I wonder when it was, but at some point Trey Parker realized like, oh, I'm just Randy. Yeah, like, that's me. And if you see Randy's first appearance in the volcano episode, the joke is he's just very understated. He's a very <laughs> understated man. Oh. Yeah, he's that, like. that's that's what's great the Simpsons set the tone for that in a way that seems mild by today but the fucking president addressed the controversy of the Simpsons Uh at the time and it's at at the tone and the desire and I still find it baffling watching South Park and Family Guy we see a lot of people taking a task uh, in the blogosphere for being offensive (laughs) and like 
it's trite to mm-hmm. knock Family Guy. It's trite to knock a cartoon for crossing the line because it's yeah. not real. Yeah. I mean, when I was a kid, part of the reason I knew my mom was cool is mm-hmm. because she would always watch The Simpsons with me and love it. Mm-hmm. And I would go to school and kids would be like, my parents don't like The Simpsons. Yeah. They won't let me watch it. I'm like, my mom's cool. Yeah. Yeah. We laugh at all the rude jokes. Like <laughs> and I love that they get that leeway because it, it leaves a place for really edgy comedy on television. And again, to put it back on not ripping off The Simpsons, but inspiring The Simpsons. I remember what Comedy Central was like before South Park. Oh, yeah. I love Mystery mm-hmm. Science Theater 3000, and they didn't. <laughs> they loved SNL reruns and Kids in the Hall reruns and a lot of endless stand-up clips. Stand-up, we're going stand-up. to, we're going to get to it. But uh, in Who Shot Mr. Burns, mm-hmm. the two-parter, the joke in that episode <laughs> is no one would admit to watching Comedy Central, yeah. Yeah. and everyone's shocked when Smithers does because yeah. it was just a low-rent, who cares network. And that was oh, South Park God. was another Simpsons of like it's on the cover of Time and Newsweek yeah. and Rolling, Rolling Stone, Stone, and it's mm-hmm. the biggest thing Comedy Central has ever had, and gave them more money to finance new programming because like that launched up against against like win ben stein's money a mm. game show starring ben stein where you won five thousand fucking dollars like that's what mm. that's how little a comedy central budget was before south park <laughs> oh, yeah. uh, is it, donating it, all that money to anti-evolution causes it inspired family guy and futurama and while i could i will absolutely argue and maintain that space ghost created adult swim Mm. Yes, you oh, wouldn't yes. have the Adult Swim you know if not for these shows inspired by The Simpsons, creating well, a need for it. And now you have Rick and Morty yeah. and Pretty well, Basic Going to Hell and all this fun stuff in Adult Swim. Yeah, the history of Adult Swim it mm-hmm. does begin with a bunch of weirdo employees of Turner Broadcasting in Atlanta just getting to make a cartoon yeah. with clip. They're like, well, we've got After Effects or whatever the <laughs> yeah. level was then. We can make we can make Space Ghost go back and forth, and then yeah. they hire local Atlanta actors yeah. and just do Radio it. And, folks. But I do think. Uh, something that helped elevate Space Ghost was having The Simpsons on. Matt yeah. Groening is in an episode that was their first ever half-hour episode, mm. and it was called uh, Glenn Campbell because <laughs> Space Ghost constantly makes Glenn Campbell song references. He says, like, nah, I'm just alignment for the county. <laughs> and, and Space Ghost, uh, and they actually get, it's crazy, even on the DVDs, mm-hmm. They had Simpsons footage in there. Graining let them use yes. oh, Simpsons right. footage in the episode. That's awesome because it was it was still it was kind of a long haul to I, I don't know this world we enjoy today with a lot of fun animated mm-hmm. stuff and uh, yeah. just, for adults. You mentioned the, the weird roots of Adult Swim. I mm-hmm. remember the Sea Lab guys talking about how just in their spare time they made the Sea Lab pilot, mm-hmm. and they showed it to uh, you know Adult Swim or whatever. Mm-hmm. No, Cartoon Network. Mm-hmm. Or I forget who they showed it to. Mike Lazo. Mike. I yeah, guess. but they're like uh, whoever they showed it to is like, oh, you did this. Well, we own this, <laughs> and you're gonna make the show for us. It's like <laughs> I can't do this. But uh, yeah, I mean, uh, it's okay. So I love watching those shows. But if you go back and watch those shows with the 4K TV, they're Whoa. they're the resolution of a 3DS game. I don't Whoa. know what software they used to edit them, or if they can upscale them in any. Way, but yeah, man. I, don't, I don't know what software you had that created like a visi- visible animation shell cell shadow yes. when you're moving these templates around. Yes. But it's it's pretty bad. But, but I still think they're great shows doing the best that they can with what they had. And it, of course, all of those people would say they were influenced by The Simpsons. If they Absolutely. don't, they're a liar. They are. Yeah. Um, well, it's boring to say you were. In, if you're a comedy writer now, I've I've heard them on podcasts like joke around with the idea of like Simpsons was my Bible, man. I was like, yeah, it influenced. If you're a comedy writer now, you can't have not watched The Simpsons it's, and been obsessed with it. Yeah, but. and I think it made uh, it cool to watch cartoons for adults yeah. again because I I encountered this and it just seems so alien. I think we were talking about uh, The Simpsons uh, at work or something at at some job mm-hmm. and uh, some guy was like oh the simpsons and his next follow-up comment was my wife doesn't let me watch cartoons um and i was like that is really like a look into the past like you watch cartoons you fucking weirdo uh, you mm-hmm. should kill your wife <laughs> well don't go that far <laughs> yeah well i think too you know there was also 
MTV got into the cartoon business oh, when yeah. Simpsons was hot, and they ah, they were yeah, ready to for, spend money on it and for adults too. Yeah. And that's that's the thing I didn't have enough time to get into in research. But the idea Simpsons is a primetime sitcom. Mm-hmm. What other primetime sitcom has merchandise? Nay, Happy Meal toys. None, yeah. mm-hmm. never. Mm-hmm. And looking at the Simpsons ratings, which I used to, I forget, they would like print them in the paper occasionally. What the mm-hmm. television ratings yeah. were, and, that, and even yeah. now the Simpsons doesn't. I don't think the Simpsons cracks. The top 30. Nothing does. No one watches any TV anymore. Yes. But the idea that The Simpsons, unlike a lot of other shows, are a lot more adaptable to localization around the entire world. Mm -hmm. And and it is. Mm -hmm. And here's a little clip that BuzzFeed had of what they sound like throughout the world. Look, there we are! This is Mr. Plow. He could still surprise you. That's a really good video from BuzzFeed. I, I never thought from a localization standpoint that they have to say an American phone number, mm-hmm. but in Klondike mm-hmm. 5. Oh, yeah, that it, that's not. Our phone numbers aren't the same as phone numbers in any other country, as far as I know. Those like, aren't even our phone numbers anymore. No, that's, are, that's, a, that's the writer's parents' phone yes. numbers. But that's why I think The Simpsons cost a lot more than the average show. gets a lot fewer viewers than a show like The Big Bang Theory or you know, a fucking reality show. But it's not as exportable. It's not as syndicatable. It can air forever. And I'm surprised mm-hmm. more people don't try harder to make yeah. their own Simpsons. Yeah. The universal language of The Simpsons is not like I met in Australia. I met an Australian uh, writer for the first time in like 2011 at a game function in Japan, mm-hmm. and he was like, "Oh, America! You know, the only thing I know about America is The Simpsons." And I was like, "Oh, is it a big deal <laughs> in Australia?" And he's like, "Yup." He's like, "Well, uh, I only know about Australia from The Simpsons." <laughs> and it's, it's yeah. Oh, it's strange to think of The Simpsons as being such a hit. I mean, obviously in the first two years it yep. was, but looking at the ratings over time, we were just doing um, Deep Space Homer, mm-hmm. and they were making fun of Home Improvement, which was the number one show yep. of that year. Yep. The Simpsons, By a long shot. that episode was like in the 30s in the Nielsen chart, yeah. mm-hmm. and it was always just like a modest hit, but I think the just the goodwill it spread and it got into our minds, it didn't matter how, how high it went the ratings. I mean, I, a I, Simpsons rerun is worth more than a Home Improvement rerun. Well, in with case. no research, I will say right now, there is no way... Home Improvement is airing in Germany now, um, every single well, day. They, well, yeah. they can't make, well, they can't make Home Improvement merchandise like yep. they can with The yeah. Simpsons. True. And partially might just go into a likeness rights thing, too, mm-hmm. of like, well, we can't get every actor's well, likeness on what this t-shirt. There was that documentary about the creator of Everybody Loves Raymond. Like, they yeah. tend to oh, shop yeah. those shows and sell them the rights to make their own version of the, that. Because they the, don't do that with The Simpsons, yeah. so Fox just gets to make all this fucking money Though, with uh, minimal effort and localization. I read this funny story about how they, the, the first attempt to translate the Simpsons into the Arab world mm-hmm. that they oh, wanted yeah. to do it in, in Al Shamshum. Yeah, Al Shamshum. Did you say the the? Well, the, so the issue was they were going to premiere it on the biggest TV night of the year in Egypt on the in, mm-hmm. in, which this it was an Egyptian broadcasting channel that kind of just reached out to mm-hmm. the rest of the Middle East that it was going to premiere on the biggest. TV night of the year in the Arab world, which is the first night of Ramadan. Mm. Everybody is at home and ready to watch TV. Mm. So they do it, but the problem is they... They they should have just kept Homer American, but they're like, well, no, Homer is a <laughs> is a Muslim, so 
all these pork products, the, they have to say, oh, it's made of turkey. He has, they have to <laughs> sli- get in line this turkey. He's eating donuts. Well, donuts aren't a thing. They don't. So they just say it's this. Uh, it's a native mm-hmm. pastry that looks like a donut. And they just had to change so much. It's mm-hmm. like you lose all this stuff. They should have just been about the fat, ugly American <laughs> and laughing. Yeah. I wonder what episode yeah. they started with. I don't know, but I know beer was an issue. Yes, oh, yeah, that too. Sure. Yeah. yeah, and he can't beer, drink beer. It, I think beer is there at a coffee house. He's drinking tea, maybe, mm-hmm. and yeah. just don't run any episode where he gets drunk. Yeah. Moe's Cafe. But, yeah, it should just be about, yeah, uh, sick, decadent Americans. Uh-huh. <laughs> Unlike and, things that dominate the airwaves now, yep. it's as Simpsons is infinitely rerunnable and exportable. Yep. Unlike I'm just looking at the ratings from last year, like Walking Dead is the most important show, but it's like it's not the most watched show. Mm-hmm. It's just important to that demographic that buys shit in the commercials. Mm-hmm. The number one show is Big Bang Theory with NCIS following and all the yep. other shit. Uh, but that, that's again, that's all bizarre. And we could go on and on. And many listicles have all over all over the web the things Simpsons have inspired, predicted. Or, mm-hmm. And I just wanted to rattle off a few before we head out of here because they were the funniest ones to me. Cromulent and Embiggen. Yeah. We played yeah. a clip of uh, who was it? Kamala Khan mm-hmm. uh, quoting Embiggen in an Avengers cartoon, which, by the way, is uh, made by Film Roman. Uh, so Holy she's shit, making a Simpsons know. quote uh, made by a studio that may not exist in this so field without nice. the Simpsons. Well, so I, I see Embiggen at work all the time. Uh, it, I think we, that's totally a word that we use when we if you look make at a it, headline larger and just circle it and say Embiggen. Look at this Google Doc. It didn't even catch it as a misspelled word. Whoa. It is not a word. I kind of prefer cromulent because there's no oh, word root. Sorry, there's no root word in there <laughs> yeah. to signify what it is, but it sounds real. And yeah. I've seen it used in print. I'm like, oh yeah. I mean, they're not even winking at you anymore. I it's a perfectly cromulent. Word. Yeah. I, I felt in the world, in my world of Simpsons dorkery, mm-hmm. cromulent was a more popular word than yeah. embiggen, but now it's become, it has become the catchphrase of the new Miss Marvel, so that I think is what helps, helps propagate it more, I think. And which, uh, Doe. Oh, so yes, the origin of Doe. Doe is actually, has, was accepted, I believe, by Webster's Dictionary as an mm-hmm. actual word. Mm-hmm. Uh, Doe, D-apostrophe O-H. It's, we we all you, say it. We played you the first Doe ever, but eventually came into the Doe, and, but this is the origins right here? Yes. yes. <laughs> and you were yes. saying it was like an abbreviation of yeah I mean uh, this is James Finlayson uh, he's a he's an actor in Laurel and Hardy shorts they're usually annoying him in some way and Dan Casanetta just pulls stuff out of his mind these random references and in the script it says annoyed grunt mm-hmm. and this is a, an homage to James Finlayson mm-hmm. who the joke is he's not saying damn he's correcting himself he's like oh you can't say yeah. damn squeeze an apostrophe in there and that was the job of guys like him to be the character actors in, in goofy cartoon uh, goofy shorts like that who would go it would just be like, how dare you? Yeah. Oh, you Why nice never? Stooges. And the yes. most popular example of Simpsons shorthand. Take off. Take a member on your Newton. Beat up Martin. Eat up Martha, yes. uh, the Newton. What trans- computers? The Apple mm. Newton. What? Yeah, wait. The Apple was, yeah, I love that What computer. But the they started the Apple Newton, which was like the iPhone the PDA. Negative yeah. seven, yeah. really. Yes. Like, the PDA, everybody's forgotten all about the personal dis- mm-hmm. digital assistant, the notepad that you wrote on. You'd write on it, it would try and translate what you have written, scrawled mm-hmm. out with this awful pen and one P screen mm-hmm. into an actual sentence, yes. and it couldn't... Beat up Martha translated to... Uh, well, beat up Martin, tra- eat up Martha. And in a oral history of Apple from Fast Company, the Apple observe It's shorthand for them, for what oh, they can't do. Wow. So Apple uses that as shorthand to say, like, we're going to have another eat up Martha situation on that. If, wow. the, if we don't, if the, UI, amazing. if the UI doesn't cross poly- blah, 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 blah. I, I did have one other clip, but it was the Simpsons predicting something that I yeah. always thought was funny, that 
Ringo Starr mm-hmm. signs old fan mail in in Marge's uh, that Marge sent to him in childhood, and he says. If it takes me 100 years, I'll sign all of it. And yeah. then, then he famously rescinded that offer a few years ago in this very funny video. I love this video. This is a serious message to everybody watching my update right now. Peace and love. Peace <laughs> and love. I want to tell you, please, after the 20th of October, do not send fan mail to any address <laughs> that you have. Huh. Nothing will be signed after the 20th of October. If that has a date on the envelope, it's going to be tossed. I'm right warning you with peace and love, but I have too much to do. Wow. So no more fan mail. Thank you, thank you. Jesus. And no objects to be signed. Nothing. I threw it in me bin. <laughs> Mr. Conductor's back and he's pissed. That is the most ungear thing I've ever seen, Ringo. Peace it, and love. I'll come at you with both of them. I mean, look. He, I'll bring legal action upon I'll do this peace symbol and then poke you in the eyes. It's pretty. I gotta say. I name me guns, peace and love. It's pretty nice of him that it took like 30 years before he oh. said, I'll stop doing, or 40 years. He was like, I'll stop doing this. So that wasn't a joke. I thought they were just kissing his ass to get him to be in the show. Like the joke was he would do all that stuff and he was getting to it too late. It sounds like he was answering every single piece of fan mail, even if it took him 50 years. Uh, And this is probably one of my favorite ones. Uh, The Simpsons has popularized this word. We said meh. M-E-H. Meh. Meh. It's, I don't know that it's been accepted into the dictionary, but it's has its origins in Yiddish Mm -hmm. for a bleeding goat. Uh, John Schwartzweller said he met a 70, 1970s ad exec who thought it was hilarious and would use it all the time to express exactly what Martin and Lisa are expressing. But um, I love that line because they spell it out. They yep, finally go, like, yeah. like, if you want to put it in a dictionary, M-E-H. You don't, you don't bat an eye when you see meh, but I assure you it did not happen before The Simpsons. I think they used it once before that. They didn't it spell it, though. It's like, we're the MTV we generation. Highs nor lows. What's that like? Meh. Meh. Yeah. <laughs> meh. But this is definitely um, M.E.H. That's a Schwarzwelder thing. He thought it was a unique oh. thing that an ad executive named, oh, I have it written down, Howie Krakow from 1970. He thought it was a funny thing wow. that he did and was putting that into the episode. Ah. Now it's just in the lexicon. No idea. I love The Simpsons. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, we got to wrap it up there. This went a little longer than I thought, but The Simpsons obviously have been a huge influence on us, um, and we created a whole show about it through our Patreon. We're going to cash time. in on those yellow folks. But it's not about Laser Time's Patreon. Unless you want to uh, get the audio video commentary of Spaceballs this Monday at 6 o'clock as well as uh, <laughs> the bonus time that you guys are going to appear on and contextualize your Talking mm-hmm. Simpsons uh, Patreon a little more. Yes, yeah. And we're going to be reflecting on, uh, we're going to be wallowing in our own crapulence, yeah. I hope. And I already so, am. <laughs> but yeah, Patreon.com. <laughs> <laughs> patreon.com slash talking simpsons that is where it all lives we are it's where all this new stuff is we're not taking anything away from the laser time patreon and as you've heard me and bob on more episodes of laser time lately and i was yeah. also on 30 2010 and that's i'm gonna be around more if we, we want to talk about that for like, sure yeah. but like you guys not having a full-time jobs mean we don't have to do this in the evenings we are not mm-hmm. limited to how many things we can record you guys can appear on more shows with us we can appear on more shows with you yeah. and, so excited and you're to all organizing all these new things that if you like talking simpsons and you like the talking critic pilot and you can imagine that format to that show and for another cartoon that you like yes, uh, maybe a one-off episode there. Yeah, that Ooh. could all be done with your support at 
patreon.com slash talking simpsons and hey if you're if you're super rich and feel like really giving ten dollars you can get more than ten dollars go crazy <laughs> yeah we made an original video with uh, the original pilot presentation of the simpsons that they sent the fuck back because it's, yes. it looked too weird Ooh, you can see yeah. that exclusively on that patreon and i didn't get to it because but because there's an extended interview with uh Paul Provenzano. Yes, Paul Provenzano. Uh, and he was a producer from the awful LJN acclaim era of The Simpsons and into the idea that Fox is like, well, let's take our our characters, our IP a little more seriously in games and created Fox Interactive mm-hmm. and he worked on the X-Files game. We wouldn't have Die Hard Trilogy. Yes. Perhaps. Ooh. Or some of those, there are... Alien the vs. Predator. The what? Aliens games. Fox made a valiant effort. Some failure, some middling games, but the idea that like we need to start making cool games out of our cool stuff. Mm-hmm. And that only happened because of the success mm-hmm. of the Simpsons games. Lots of game studios started up to make Simpsons games. It That's was true. a lot of people's first jobs. They would have had jobs on other things too. But and more like, of the story is Matt Groening is rich. I also, is. yeah, you know what? His another, last, yeah. An, sorry, another game one I did want to mention was that the Simpsons games, the Simpson game mm-hmm. from 2007, that was made by EA's. Uh, San Francisco studio yeah, Visceral right. Games or what will become Visceral Games who would make Dead Space so if you like the Dead Space games that is, that, that is the team that came together to make The Simpsons if you like the- Dead Space you won't like The Simpsons game because it's not <laughs> very good but I, w- I do want to say that if you go to the Talking Simpsons MP3 feed mm-hmm. or just go to lasertime.com we have an entire podcast about the Patreon what we're doing how we're not taking anything away from you in fact mm-hmm. we're doing more and if you give to us you'll get some of those bonus episodes way before anyone else mm-hmm. and every episode that we do a week ahead of time with no ads it's really good we worked really hard to get so much stuff ready ahead of time to give you an incentive to give right up front i mean yeah. i wanted i wanted to prove how serious we are about this and henry did too as did chris who helped out a lot and i think we have so much just to give you on that first day you're gonna love to just hand over five bucks immediately just <laughs> put it in an envelope send it right to patreon they will do nothing with it put your credit card in and send and, you know, do it that way. Yeah, it's so easy to sign up for patreon too you can just if you don't have it yet you can just attach your Facebook account to it. it is, and then just a PayPal account or a credit card. It's so mm-hmm. easy. Everybody's doing Patreon now. Be cool yep. and do Patreon. And, and yes. Support things you love. Exactly. Yes. If it's meaningful enough to you to consider, just go do it. It's the price of a cup of coffee. Not that big a deal. You won't miss those $5. It, and it helps support people like us and uh, Dave and Diana to hopefully a more of an extent now, now that we don't have to support as many people yeah. and maybe can grow a little bit uh, mm-hmm. and make more stuff and that's bo- that's bonus time talk. I can't wait to talk about yes. it further mm. with everybody. I'm so yeah. excited about what you guys are doing. It's the kind of shit I am desperate to listen, not only listen to, but do, mm. but can't given the amount of stuff we are obligated to do oh, every and if day. You, if you want to hear the angriest I've probably ever been <laughs> on a podcast. Everyone we, loved it, Henry. You need to listen Ooh. to that bu- last week's bonus time where I talk about our old workplace. And Bob says it all the time, and I realize I don't. When you sign up for either of our Patreons, those podcasts can be put in the feeds of whatever, wherever you listen to your podcast. You do not have to go there, do this complicated Dropbox thing that Patreon had in the beginning. That yeah. You go into whatever feed you'd like, as long as you're a patron. It's super convenient listen to it anywhere you'd like and i have one additional plug it's okay there's so much synergy happening right now i did not plan this but <laughs> go back a few days to friday friday's episode of retronauts is an hour-long episode about the simpsons arcade game we cover it in such exquisite detail and i'm so happy it's coming out the same day our patreon launches it's perfect timing that yeah. i did not plan at all it's the three of us bob me and chris yeah. talking about simpsons arcade and giving a lot a big history lesson and I we've just... done two other uh, episodes on simpsons games bart mm-hmm. versus the space mutants bart's nightmare that's retronauts.com or look for retronauts in your 
podcast device machine or app or whatever. We have streamed a bunch of that, and because of your newfound availability, you guys were around all week to stream the E3 stuff for us mm, on youtube.com slash laser time. Thank you so much for that. Ton mm. of Simpsons garbage there. Mm. I'm on 302010 as well, talking about Batman and Robin. Oh, and Diana, oh, tell yeah. us about 302010. Uh, 302010 is a show where we look back on that exact week, 30 years ago, 20 years ago, and mm. 10 years ago, talk about what came out, what was going on in TV, movies, music, and yeah, we... We've been hitting just pretty much every week. We've been hitting a really good really fun movie. Stuff. We had you know what two weeks ago Predator, mm-hmm. most recently Batman and Robin, and, uh, and I think uh, Flight this, of the Concords and Flight of the Concords debuting. And I think next week we've got uh, Crash, not that one, the other one. And you blew my so mind. We can talk about pervy shit. You blew my mind with some. I think Steve Martin's Roxanne deserves oh, a little yeah. love. And the thing you found related to that on uh, this week's episode. I gotta tell you, Chris, yeah. you don't have a big nose. I do. I too. have a big nose. We all. I think no, relative to. You maybe it's, not. It's the big nose party up yes. here. Look at that yeah. flat nose Henry over there. Uh, it's the nicest rep- thing you've ever. That is a reference. Jesus, that sounds terrible out of, out of context. Nose. But that is a reference to Roxanne, which you can hear I on Thirty Twenty Ten. And uh, latertimepodcast.com is the website. Let's go out with a little song called "They'll Never Stop the Simpsons." Lisa Buddha's Homer toast. Maggie blows, burns away. What else do I have to say? They'll never stop the Simpsons. Have no fears, we've got stories for years Like, Marge becomes a robot Maybe Mo gets a cell phone Has Bart ever owned a bear Or how about a crazy wedding Where something happens And do-do-do-do-do Sorry for the clip show Have no fears, we've got stories for years